everybody and happy holidays i'm scott and i'm Brittany. and we are here today we are in the film cafeteria and yes. <laughs> here today for a a bs holiday yeah so it's our holiday special yeah for christmas to talk about like christmas movies and things like that yep and so um we have four main ones that we're gonna go over but we have a couple of honorable, well, a few honorable, yeah, a few mentions. honorable mentions. <laughs> honorable mentions that we'll run through really, really quickly. So these are just movies that we watch or, you know, watch, you know, kind of every year to some degree or another. Um, some of them are things that we haven't seen in a while. Some yeah. of them are things that we see often. Yeah. And some, like, we watch traditionally because, yeah. like, every Christmas is the same. Yeah. Sort of the same few movies that we watch. Yep, Because those are, like, our favorites to watch on Christmas. Yeah. And so, like... Um, and the first of those, of course, is Elf, the John Favreau movie. Yes. Fantastic movie with Will Ferrell. I don't really feel like anybody needs an explanation of what Elf is. It is just <laughs> like one of the seminal movies for our generation, for sure. Yeah. That is now getting passed down to younger people. Yeah. To the degree that we actually watched a movie, tried to watch a movie with Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Called Noel. Called Noel. That is just a blatant ripoff of Elf. Like, that's yeah. just how... It's just not as good. It's not as good. Unfortunately, no. because we love Anna Kendrick and Bill and Hader. And Bill Hader both, yeah. And yeah. Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, Shirley MacLaine so was like, an elf in there. She was like the main head elf. Everybody who was in that movie was awesome. It was it was just an unfortunate affair. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how deep Elf runs. Yeah. It's, it's in, it's, it's, like, everybody has to make their own it, version of it. Everybody wants their own version of it. <laughs> and when that movie came out, that was, I didn't think it was going to go that way. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um, our next one is one of my favorites. It mm -hmm. is a movie that I absolutely adore and have to watch every year, which is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And that is one of those movies that, that to me, like Clark Griswold embodies Christmas stress. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lead up does. into Christmas. I have been consistently in my head thinking to myself, we're going to have a hap, 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 happy, happy Christmas. Yes. It's like, that's been going through my head a lot yeah. with my own stress this year yeah. with Christmas and have, have on more than a few occasions really thought about just throwing on that Jason mask, grabbing <laughs> that chainsaw. And just going outside and just knocking down a tree. I know. I mean, because if you like cutting down something, maybe you'll feel better. Maybe That's, all that uh, all you know, that'll just get that right energy out. will just be right on that. You know. Yep. I wouldn't take it on a tree, but something. No, but because <laughs> yeah, I love trees. But yeah. um, we also did. Uh, I forgot to put on the list. Uh, watch the uh, 
the original TV special of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes, yeah. Which I always love watching every mm-hmm. year. I love seeing hearing Boris Karloff's, you know, iteration of the Grinch, <laughs> which for me, he always will be the Grinch. Yeah. You know? um, we also watched uh, Jingle All the Way, mm-hmm. the Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle. Yes. Um, that is an interesting one to yeah, go back to. Yeah, that was a throwback. That was a yeah. major throwback, you know? It was an interesting one to go back to because technically speaking, mm-hmm. that's not a very good movie at all. Well, it's not, and, but I mean, it was good at the time it came out to me. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't aged well, but it was good for the time it I, came out. I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I think the, the aspect of it not aging well really just comes down to the fact of people in stores running over each other to get stuff. Yeah, not only that, but also some of the... Even though that year, this year, it seemed like that yeah, was totally the but case. But also some of, of the, around. like, um, how do you say? Like, kind of trademarks that they had in there, like... Arnold Schwarzenegger had on a Atlanta Olympic mm-hmm. shirt. Because, you called that out when we were watching yeah, it. Yeah, because I was like, during that time the movie was made, that was during the 1996 Georgia Olympics. And it, it was also like a huge, huge deal when, you know, the Olympics were here in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. So it was a big deal for it to be in Atlanta, Georgia. And I remember it being crazy because we lived, uh, me too. I lived right down the street in yeah. Vine, pretty much in Vine City when it was happening. Yeah. They called it at the time Vine City. Yeah. And it was right by the Georgia Dome. Yeah. Um, and right where there is where they were having the Olympic Games because that dome was so big it can hold everything. Yeah. It, it could literally hold everything. So that's where the Georgia Olympics took place. Yeah. So when I saw him with the shirt on, I yeah. was like, oh, that brings me back. So you could just tell yeah. it hasn't aged well. But if you're looking for something very nostalgic and yeah. just like... And you it, want to go back and visit your childhood or something? Yeah. And especially when you're in your 30s. I say in your yep. 30s, you'll remember. So I would say if you're in your 30s and you want to go revisit that, I Absolutely. say that would be a good one. Also, especially um, if you got children to reintroduce them yeah, to it that, because that was your staple as a kid. Absolutely. So, yeah. Because I remember Jingle All the Way was one of those movies that I could watch in July, like when I had it on VHS <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Because I just liked Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Right? There wasn't really any other reason other than. Yeah. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's the man, you know? <laughs> but it is very funny going back to that movie now as a massive comedy fan and seeing Phil Hartman. Yeah. And it and yes. the part that he plays, as a kid, you do not get it at all. No. As an adult, you're just like, man, yeah. Phil Hartman yeah. came in and killed that movie. <laughs> just like played the best sleazeball. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, I also really, really love Sinbad in there. Yes. There, there is a deep darkness with his character that yeah. you're just like, whoa. And okay. at the end, you remember uh, Orna Schwarzenegger's son, who actually was Anakin. Anakin Skywalker. Yes, Anakin Skywalker. Yep. <laughs> and yep. the kind of like, what, what do you Star call Wars it? prequels. Yeah, prequels of yeah, the Star Wars. Jake Lloyd. That was yeah, his name. Jake yeah. Lloyd, yes. So he is actually the little boy that's in there. Yeah. And that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty good. He gives his toy away at the end to Sinbad because Sinbad yep. fought Arnold yeah. the whole way to get his toy, his son a toy. Yeah. And at the end, he just, the son gave it away, so. It's also worth noting as just a weird little side note yeah. that the DJ, when they go into the, the <laughs> DJ booth, uh-huh. is Gene Parmesan. Martin Mole. I know. Is Gene Parmesan. All I keep thinking is Gene! <laughs> yep, so. <laughs> <laughs> And also, like, this weird little, like, consistent, like, constant gag with Robert Conrad as the cop. That yeah. Was oh, yeah. That me. was funny, too. He got burned. He got blew up. Oh, he man. got everything, everything happened to him. Everything. 
just the point of derision in the entire Yeah, show. that was definitely a like kind of like slapstick like yeah. comedy kind of like moment for him. Yeah, you also gotta love it at the time. Like it didn't matter what Arnold Schwarzenegger was in, there was going to be action. Yeah, there was. Like, and there was yeah. action. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't know what's happening here. You know, why is this guy beating these people up? He even gets to the point where he chases down a kid like yeah. he, like it's yeah. like a cop movie. <laughs> Okay. Well, he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say it. I'm about to say it. <laughs> um, so up next we have another classic, but this one kind of does age better to me. Yeah. Which was uh, the Santa Claus. Yes. Tim Allen. Yep. Um, and then of course my dude. Uh, uh, Who? Judge. Uh, David David Crumholtz. Okay. Okay. David um, Crumholtz. Yes, David yeah. Crumholtz. He's. He's like a teenager in that one. I he think is. he's only like. I think it was his first thing that he did. Yeah, maybe he was. I think he's only only between like thirteen and fifteen or something. Yeah, and he shows up in there too. Yeah, he was like the head elf. I um, this is one that going, I thought she was gonna talk about Judge. Oh, my name is Judge. Judge. Yeah, I thought she was gonna talk about him. <laughs> Judge That's Reynolds what, yeah. is also in there. <laughs> I I also think that it's funny. This is like a total side note that every time my dad sees. Also, if you hear this, is a quick side note for any listeners. If you hear any ice chinking in the background, that is just because uh, we're enjoying ourselves uh, like a mug of yeah. eggnog. So, so. Any, any clinking that you hear, it's just that <laughs> <laughs> a mug of eggnog. Yes, but um, I, I, I like it's always funny to me whenever I see Judge Reinhold because my dad, for some reason, has twice now seen James Spader. Yeah, and said, "Wasn't he in Touched by an Angel?" <laughs> And I was like, nah, man, that was Judge, Judge Reinhold. Reinhold yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was going into Judge Reinhold. Yeah. And so like, I always thought, I always just kind of now yeah. associate my dad saying, like, isn't that James Spader? Like, I mean, what, or actually, if you he sees James Spader going like, but it's funny because, like, if you kind of look back at them in, when, in their 80s, they could Yeah, they could have played brothers. Yeah, if you look back at them in their 80s, 80s into the 90s, 90s early 90s, yeah, brothers. brothers, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, like that was a, and then Peter Boyle, you know, shows yes, up in there also. Of course, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, Peter Boyle. I, I recently watched a movie with him that uh, I highly recommend to anybody uh, before our next election. Yeah. Uh, called Joe. Yeah. Just go into it knowing nothing, and then don't call me upset. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Um. Our next one up is one that did not age so well for me. I, yeah. I thought it was very funny when it came out. And then watching it this time, I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah. I didn't really find it. At, uh, parts of it I thought were funny, which was the night before. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Jonathan Levine movie yeah. with uh, Seth Rogen. I mean, Rogan. I didn't think it was super, super funny when I first saw it. Yeah. But I, I originally went and saw it because, of course, because of Seth Rogen. Because yeah. we grew up on and, them. So at that time, him and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, of course, we're reuniting with, with Jonathan Levine, and, yeah. and they just done 50-50. Yeah. And 50-50 is a movie that I just absolutely adore. Yeah. It was also um, the night that we did our Hunt for Red Octobre episode, yeah. I was driving home and realized 50-50 could have fit on that list. Yeah, it could have, actually. And I didn't even That's think about so it That's what's so funny now that you moment. say it. Yeah, yeah, it actually could have. But I was, like, driving home, and I was like, oh, man, that one yeah. yeah. All I keep thinking now is that... Uh, Radiohead song. Yeah, hi. Uh, yeah, uh, don't leave what, me. Yeah, uh, high and dry. Yeah, I keep wanting to say high and low. That's the yeah, so <laughs> like, as soon as we talk about it, it plays in my yeah. head. I don't know why. Yeah. But, like, I hear the song in my head. I that movie for me, I cannot separate from uh, 
uh, the Pearl Jam Yo Ledbetter. Oh, plays it okay. At the end. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, that, I that get was, you. You talk yeah. about a great Anna Kendrick yeah, moment. No, just her not. looking at the two of them looking at each other and that song starting up. You're yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I mean, I still think Michael Shannon is hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. He, I mean, movie. he's a drug dealer. I, he and, he's your he's, he's your neighborhood pot man. <laughs> your friendly neighborhood pot man. <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> he is so funny in this movie just because he approaches this like he is doing a big dramatic role. Like he, he you know, and like the the delivery of some of his lines, like, you know, I really love to see you kids still buying like this. Really makes me proud. You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Man? When they're so old. They're too old for that. I'm sorry. Even when you look at Michael Shannon's kid, I'm like, you're too old for yeah. something. But like he's still he's still selling. But yep. he look too old for that. Yep. <laughs> Um, up next, we have an odd one because it's not technically a Christmas movie in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, uh, you the, chose that one. I mean, I, I I I didn't know really why you wanted so that one for Christmas, but like, that one is specifically because for a long time now, every single year, I don't know what started this, but it used to be when I was like in high school and then mm-hmm. a little bit after it was just my christmas eve movie oh. i have well, no clue why? why i don't know i you yeah, know there's nothing christmasy about that there's nothing holiday about no, it there's nothing not, that even I, gives the vibe of holiday i life. get the feeling like and i can't actually remember if this is true or not i get the feeling like the first time i saw it was over my christmas break like the first time that i watched it all the way through was mm. over my christmas break so mm-hmm. i get the feeling like i probably saw it on Christmas Eve, or at least the when I was probably going through Michael Mann's films at that time, because he is just my favorite filmmaker. Probably like on Christmas break or something from school. Or yeah, something. and I probably watched it yeah. on Christmas Eve, okay. and it is just now eternally and it associated with you. Because there, yeah, there's nothing about that that was. It is a summer not, movie. Yes, it's a summer movie. There's and, nothing and, even. Holi- there's nothing even like no, wintery or fall it, it about it or anything. It would actually make more sense just based on the subject matter to watch it for Thanksgiving. Yeah, than for actually. Christmas. If you really think about it, because it is about the colonization yeah. and how uh, a lot of people that came over yeah. from Europe actually And specifically the battle between the French and, and the English. Yeah, and over, English uh, over, over the American land. Tar- yeah. Territory. So and that would have been better yeah. better as like a Thanksgiving it, more than Christmas. It really is. But then what ended up happening is then for a number of years, like that became the movie I watched every year when I was wrapping presents. <laughs> I mean, you had a and, weird sense of and, and it was just, like holiday spirit, man. Because like, that one's, you know, that what? one's. But I'm saying it's 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 really like yeah, it's sad. Yeah, like, it is. I don't understand why is that a holiday you, movie. For you, you know, like I think that uh, when I, I know why I put it on the one time when I was wrapping gifts, yeah, because it was already stuck in my head as a Christmas Eve movie, yeah. For whatever reason, from when I was, you know, younger. Yeah. And then when I started doing wrapping presents to it, I know the movie like the back of my hand. Oh, so you would just so put it on and watch it? I would put it on, I would have it in the background, oh. and I would just zone out oh. to that music. Because the music in that movie okay. is unbelievable. Okay. And so I would just kind of zone out to the music. I knew the scenes I loved, yeah. so, you know... I turn around and see, you know, Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. you know, like we're making our way up to Kentucky. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. You know, yeah. so <laughs> I, well, my favorite bits is like, how are you going north when we're in the middle of a, a battle? And he says, well, you head west, and then real subtle, like turn left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing about it to me, I mean, it almost was like the um, 
Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh-huh. Great subject matter to talk about and really bring light to a situation when it comes to like history yeah, and absolutely. Native Americans and all the tribes that were here before us that a lot absolutely. of people when they were colonizing America, yep. how they killed off, they like, they killed off large numbers. Like the last of the Mohicans, that's why it's called that because yeah. they were extinct. They're extinct. Yeah. There's, there's no yeah. Mohican, uh, Mohawk Indians yeah. now. So it's like, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. So in that way, I think it's always educational to yeah. to bring like knowledge to and yeah. like show people that movie. But I don't know why for the life of me you want to watch it for Christmas. It, it, it's just like stuck in my head as my Christmas movie. I don't know why, but like I I I get excited every year around this time. That's the movie I kind That's of like me saying I want to watch Killers of the Flower Moon on Christmas. Yeah. Which, and I don't want to watch yeah, that on Christmas. Yeah, no. It's kinda but we actually did in why incorporating it incorporating it into a fantastic double feature. Oh yeah, we did, but because we paired that with mm-hmm. our next honorable mention which was peter pan yeah the one from uh 2003 yeah and those two movies actually work beautifully well, side yeah, by the side pairing was actually pretty decent well for one and peter pan too you have tiger lily you have yeah. tiger lily but you also remember too a part of her story yeah. even if you don't ever go deeper because it's such a, a, a children's yeah. movie mm-hmm. like in a ch- children's story that if you don't really think about it a lot of that land too belongs to a lot of the native americans yep so, but here are the white men coming in. It's pirates. Yep. Peter Pan is a white little boy who like fell out of his, what he says, his tram or whatever you call like a cradle or one of those like, yep. um, yeah, he fell out of one of those, oh, his pram, whatever it's called, a pram. A pr- yeah, I, I never knew what those things no, were I think they're is called a pram. pram. It's, I think it's the equivalent of, a, a, of a, a crib, but we call it in America, we call it a crib and I think in British or mm. some terms they call it a pram or in something England, like yeah. that. I think it's the equivalent of that. Yeah. It's like a, bassinet or crib yeah it's the equivalent of that but technically which is funny because who isn't like peter pan in that story was not even british he wasn't english no but the children were so isn't that weird yeah wasn't that weird did you see the i was like this is weird because he said when i was i fell out of my prim and then i ran away and i never came back because i never wanted to grow up and i was like well for one why are you not why don't you have an accent like everybody else in your original country yeah isn't that weird it is such a um a british view yeah like it is a very very british view i know a lot of people don't really like this movie all that much yeah but i really i like was, this i like oh, this version oh, of it i was actually gonna say uh finding neverland okay Okay. I know a lot of people don't like that movie that much. Oh. But in my opinion, it does give a, even if it is largely false, yeah. a, a largely false account of the writing of Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah. There are elements of that movie that you look at and you go, oh yeah, this is kind of how it probably was in broad strokes. You know, it, here is this British guy telling these kids these stories in which he's using American iconography to kind of you know, make their imagination kind of explode with wonder. Okay. And that kind of always made sense to me yeah. in this weird way that whenever we're adapting it, it's this kind of confluence. It's this, this very British story. That's this kind of confluence of different cultures, all kind of like piled on top of each other in a very nonsensical kind of yeah, way. Yeah, it is nonsensical because in that sense, like Peter Pan should be English himself. Yeah. And he's yeah. not, he has an American accent. Yep. At least in all the the best iterations. Of yeah, it. and all the best iterations of it. But it's crazy because he is in England. Yeah, 
He's in England. He's in England. So yep. that's really weird. So I, like the only thing I can think of is my own like made up backstory is that his parents came over to England, maybe his dad, yep. for some other kind of like work abroad, something like that happened. Yeah. The mom, you know, got pregnant while she was over there in England. Yeah. You know, he had him. <laughs> You know, he fell out of his pram, yeah. you know, he ran away, which I don't know, because when you're in a pram, you're a baby. Yeah. So I don't even know how he ran away to Never Neverland. Yeah. So, but it's funny because when you really think about it, you have to have complete and total. Yeah. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. yeah. Suspension of disbelief. Imagination. You have to yeah. be, you have to have like that innocence and purity of a ch- child. Because when you really think about it, the whole Never Never. The whole Neverland world yeah. is just from Peter Pan's imagination. Yeah. So sometimes I, you know, what I think about, I'm like, if you were to like erase yeah. Neverland, like it's literally, if it was like something like a live painting or yeah. something in front of me, and I took away that, where would they actually be? Yeah. Yeah. Would they just be in the park, and he would be an orphan and homeless? Yeah. Like you he, know, he like I there. really. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You wonder where he would actually yeah. be. Because yeah. they flew to get to where he was. You remember yeah. they had to they used the fairy dust to fly. Yep. yep. So I'm like, no, you probably jumped off the monkey bars and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get what I'm saying. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was probably a lot closer, and I say this somewhat facetiously, but yeah. also somewhat seriously. Yeah. Taking what you said seriously, but also being somewhat facetious <laughs> with this. It was probably a lot closer to that episode of The Last of Us where the two of them snuck out and went into the mall. Yeah. Into the abandoned mall. Yeah. It was probably a lot closer That's to that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm talking about, That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. Because, like, literally, I was like, no. But if you really think about that. Yeah. But, I mean, Peter Pan is meant to be yeah. of wild imagination. Yep. So, why wouldn't it be yeah. a wild imagination? Yep. So, how I see it is, like, I still love it because... I don't mind having suspended belief, you know, and having crazy wild imagination like that because I grew up with a crazy wild imagination. So that doesn't, it doesn't hurt me to be in the moment while I'm watching the film. Yeah. But I love Peter Pan. It's like actually one, it's actually one of my favorite like childhood stories that I still love as an adult. You know what I realized I've never ever asked you before, but I'm very curious how you feel about this. What did you think about the Julie Andrews version? Julie Andrews version of Peter Pan? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh, wow. why I'm like, when you said that, I was like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it, man. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's worth watching. Yeah, okay. I'm going to yeah. watch it, but like, I've never seen it. Yeah, no. I've, I've seen Hook. Yeah. That's what I grew up on was Hook, with yeah. the, which is the Robin Williams, but it's the one when he was an adult. I actually kind of like that one. Yeah. I know a lot of people that don't like it, but I love it because... I could actually still relate to it as a kid and as well as an adult now. I can still relate to it because he grew up. He actually finally left Neverland and then he grew up. And then he kind of forgot about a lot of stuff because he had grown people responsibilities and he had children of his own. That was her as Peter Pan. Yeah, I never saw that one. It was I never uh, saw that one. 1976, and they did it. It was a part of the Broadway thing. It was basically a filmed version of their Broadway. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but no, I've never seen that one. Yeah. But... And then, um, so I don't know. I think Peter Pan is one of my favorite yeah. childhood stories that I still can, like, I don't still mind being a child when I watch it. That's why I can still watch that one. You yeah. know how some you just can't, yeah. it's like, I'm, no. But for some reason, Peter Pan, I can still watch. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always the fun ones, whenever you can find those. Yeah. Because for me, 
the the those especially mm-hmm. when I'm thinking of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Are the animated specials? Yeah. It is like how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah. It is Charlie Brown. You know, yeah. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Brown. Yeah. It, it's all of those. Those really can kind of you know, and especially the Rudolph special. Yeah. Yep. All of those can make me fall backwards into yeah, being a kid, kid again. again. Yeah. And it's like I, I. It doesn't matter how illogical. Yeah. Whoville is. Yeah. It doesn't matter how <laughs> illogical any of the stuff that I'm looking yeah. at is. It makes total sense to yeah. me. Like because I, I'm just like yeah no my. My suspension of disbelief is yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Sometimes you don't mind going back there. No, it's okay. <laughs> I lose myself in it. Yep. Speaking of suspension of disbelief, our next honorable mention was Rise of the Guardians. Yes, a movie that I can't believe that I kind of never tried to actually watch well, before now. Yeah, like I remember the trailer Me very too. well, very clearly. Yes. But I never actually tried to watch no, it. No, until recently. I thought it was a very beautiful movie. Yeah, it was. I thought that the voice performances were off the charts. Yeah. And the character designs were, you yeah. can really see some of Guillermo's fingerprints on some yes, of those you characters. Can. Yep. You and can. I, I love Guillermo del Toro movies. Yeah. And I love whenever I see his fingerprints on like a little creature. Yeah. And that just makes me so happy. That makes me giddy like a little kid whenever yeah. I see like a little creature that I can tell is his. Yeah. Because Rise of the Guardians is about all of kind of like our holiday myths and traditions tradition. to, to a degree yeah and then they kind of had to all come together yeah during uh easter a- avenger style yeah it was know? like together during easter to yeah. like come together and defeat actually uh, darkness yeah darkness yeah it's like he yeah. was literally pitch black yeah pitch black i mean because he was literally like played by jude law yeah <laughs> it's crazy because when i really think of him he reminds me of have you ever seen um Hercules? Oh, yeah. That the old her- one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or even like the animated Hercules? That's what I mean. Yeah. Like okay. The, the, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He's drawn almost like Hades. Yeah. That's like, what I mean. Yeah, like, or not drawn, but I guess he's designed. Cause yeah, he's, he's designed. He's designed, designed almost like, like the drawing, drawing of, of Hades. Hades. Yeah. Which also Hades equaling to kind of like Satan, yeah. the demon devil. Yeah. He kind of looks like. Yeah. yeah, that's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, that is so funny that he comes to steal your joy. Yeah. He gives you nightmares and yep. he takes all your good dreams and gives you nightmares. And I was yep. like, this is so, people don't even understand yeah. the significance of that part. Yeah. It's wild. But yeah. it's another day we'll talk about yeah. that. <laughs> but like, yeah. So, but yeah. So I just thought it was interesting yeah. because all our holiday mythical yeah. kind of people that we use to signify our holidays kind yeah. of came together like, Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny. Uh, Two Fairy. The Two Fairy. Sandman. Because uh, he, he gives you dreams. Yep. He gives uh, you the nice dreams, so. In accordance to this. In accordance to this. Because we're going to yes. ignore the the, uh, the Lord. Yeah, story. the actual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like. Um, um, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. And then our hero, Jack Frost. Jack Frost, which who, no one ever talks about that yeah. as a thing. But for some reason, he came in as a guardian in this one yeah which is, i thought he was like the coolest one i he was awesome yeah and him and the little two the little fairy yeah so adorable yeah it, it, that was one christmas movie that we watched when it wasn't christmas that i'm glad we didn't rewatch for christmas yeah. was jack frost and michael keaton oh yeah when we rewatched that i was like this movie is so depressing yeah, it was so depressing that was not a good kids movie yeah that was so depressing no, it's, it was it, it, it was just no yeah it was weird. <laughs> it's a weird one i mean it's definitely a weird one so it's not that one not that Jack Frost. And <laughs> our our last honorable mention that we'll throw out there is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Uh, What's this? What's this? <laughs> 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 um, 
Henry Selleck directed it, who also did Coraline and James and the Giant Peach yeah. and Tim Burton, of course. Mm-hmm. It's his baby, mm-hmm. you know, it's his brainchild that got brought to life. Yeah. Um, that's just like one of, like we finished watching it last night and I yeah. said like that movie was an hour and 19 minutes. Yeah. And it, it was so good. It told such so, yeah, a story. story in an hour and 20 minutes. <sighs> it was unbelievable. And like, it, I think, you know, I was saying to you too, like when you're watching Jack's Lament, yeah. When he's standing up in front of the full moon. Yeah. I'm just like, there's no way that they didn't finish that little bit of the animation, look at each other and be like, I think we're making a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Like just the music that Danny Elfman yeah. did, the animation, the way the art design, oh, yes. the way all of it came together was yes. like so delicate, so mm-hmm. precise, so perfect. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's no way everybody There's didn't no just way. look at each other and just go like, this is, this is really special. And now it's a classic. Whether it you watch is. it on Halloween or, yeah, the, yeah. we're going to say it. But whether, whatever you decide, whenever yeah. you decide to watch it, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's a great well, thing Well, I mean, to watch. I think that that was kind of part of the thing that I always thought was very funny about it was that, you know, normally, you know, a Halloween movie is, you know, course a horror movie you know and Mm -hmm. then normally like a christmas movie is the furthest thing away from a horror movie yeah unless you're thinking of black christmas or something i was about to say that krampus or something krampus yeah yeah. it was actually really funny because the other night on tv black christmas was on oh was it i sat there and i came in like right at the moment where the you know it's the call is coming from inside the house yeah and i came in right there and i was like oh but you know, it's oh. another like scary holiday movie that we never think of, but huh. it's really horrific. Which one? Oh, Child's Play. Oh yeah. Oh, I the forget first that Child's that, Play. I forget that Child's Play is it technically yeah, a Christmas. Christmas movie. It's a holiday movie because it even is. though it was Andy's birthday, it was Christmas around that time. It you remember was. it was like yeah, it was raining. Yeah, for yeah. the toys to have for Christmas. Uh-huh. So it was actually. <laughs> A Christmas that was horror. That was Christmas horror right there. That really was. That, that I, I kind of for, always forget about that. Yeah. that. That first one is technically yeah. kind of a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the one that I think of in that vein is Silent Night, Deadly Night. Just oh, because yeah, that's, yeah. that's one of those movies that if you're in the mood for Christmas horror, you should really watch that one because that is one of the greatest ones. But in my opinion, when I go back to that movie, I did rewatch it like. A, a few months back when I was mm-hmm. watching all, through all the horror movies and man, I forget about, I don't think many people remember it cause it's, it's probably good just to block it out of your yeah. memory that the first like 20, 30 minutes of that movie is the, the, the formation of a killer. It's watching yeah. him as a child yeah. getting abused yeah. and you're just like, this is, I don't remember this going on for this yeah. long. This is yeah. horrible. I mean, that's, but that's also why I don't watch films oh, like yeah. that. Like that, you yeah. know, when on Christmas you want to be. Yeah, filled with. Yeah, holiday cheer joy. and yeah. joy. And that doesn't bring me joy. No, it, it's, it's pretty, it's morbid. pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now morbid, I, I will make a case for a violent night with David Harbour. Where he plays a Santa Claus who's oh, like trying to defend everybody. I get it. And he goes on like the war path. It's almost like John Wick with a Santa. Oh, what a Santa. And you're just like, all right, I'm down. And it's David Harbour playing him. I'm like, I'm, cool. I guess. I don't care for any of that stuff during the holidays, honestly. But That one I can I can kind of stand if somebody was like, oh yeah, I like that one. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into our main slate. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have four movies picked out. Our first is Polar Express. Yes. Um... This was one that was a lot of fun to go back to. It was yes. directed by Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. It, of course, stars 
it's it was the first kind of motion capture movie that he did. Yes. And um, it was uh, uh, written by Robert Zemeckis and William Boyles Jr. It's based on a fantastically beautiful book yeah. by the same title by uh, Chris Van Allsburg. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. um, most of the, the kid actors, you know, are, are you know, I, I don't really know, yeah, know who a lot of them are. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting ones, though, is um, Michael Jeter okay. plays... Um, the two conductors. Yeah, yeah. And this was actually his final role. Okay. And so, like, it was kind of one of those things we were mm-hmm. watching and realizing, like, oh, well, Michael Jeter is, for me, for anybody who, for anybody who doesn't know me, he's been in a million things, but he yeah. was, in particular, in The Green Mile, he was the guy with the rat. Yeah, yeah. Who kept the rat as a pet. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that that sticks in my head because I've only seen The Green Mile once. <laughs> and that's the word. And, and, like, he just is ingrained. Him and Michael Clark Duncan oh, in that movie. Yeah are just ingrained yeah. in my mind. Like, I still know scenes of that movie, clearly, yeah. even after only seeing it one time. Yeah. But the the other uh, thing that he was that was so special to me was he was Mr. Noodle. Yeah, he Sesame was Street. Mr. Noodle. So, like, you know, he would show up. And I know him up. from um, the Air Bud series. Yeah, and he was also, yeah, he was the bad guy. The guy. And yeah, Air in Bud. the first Air Bud. So I just know him from that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, did you see Polar Express when it came out? I don't remember seeing it in theaters. Yeah. But I think I had got the movie later. Okay. I don't think I remember seeing it in theaters. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Some of these movies are vague if I saw them in theater. Yeah. Theaters or not. It's I, like very vague. I don't remember seeing it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I do remember, though, the book that it's based on. The, yeah. the kid's book that it's based yeah. on. And I remember a lot of Chris Van Allsburg stuff. Yeah. Like, yes, he did that one. He also did... Um, uh, was I, I keep wanting to say it was called Zephyr, but it wasn't called Zephyr. Okay. Um, he also, of course, wrote Jumanji. Okay. And uh, Two Bad Ants was okay. another one of his. But he did like a Zathura. That oh, was that was the Zathura. one that he wrote. Yeah. Okay, I remember that one. Um, and he was just one of those guys who, like, every time I saw something that he wrote, like, and would just look at the art. Mm-hmm. I was just so inspired and blown away mm-hmm. by it. You know, mm-hmm. was, especially as a little kid. Um, but this was kind of a fun one. Mm-hmm. To go back to, what I mostly remember about this movie is that when it came out, everybody called it creepy because of the animation. Oh. And it was kind of... Yeah, it had a dark tone to it. It has a very dark tone, yeah. but then the kids look kind of creepy. They, yeah. You know, it's like they look kind of like almost like dolls that are walking yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. And it was just because the know. motion capture was so new. <laughs> yeah. It was really poorly rendered yeah. by comparison of what we have today. And yeah, another yeah. movie we're actually going to talk about in a few minutes yeah it was very poorly rendered by comparison mm-hmm. so like while it was kind of on the cutting edge it was also one of those things where you're looking at you're like everybody looks like golem yeah you know like <laughs> everybody looks like <laughs> and you're waiting for all these kids just to like pull out their tickets and be like precious yeah. <laughs> i mean that it. is true but yeah. like at the same time it was still a very i liked it a lot more going back to it now yeah i mean it was it's a very beautiful movie. It is. And it tells you a lot about the story of like how a child can easily like lose hope yeah. in certain situations because they've been put into very adult situations. Yeah. Like poverty. Because yeah. think about it. The kid that looks like Dewey. Yeah, because yeah. think about it. Like he probably came from a family that didn't have much money. And one of the bad things about it is, you know, a lot I think a lot of people automatically assume because kids are kids, like 
I don't say all people, but I think a lot of people assume that just because kids are, are kids, they, they don't feel the effect yeah. of something missing. They don't feel the effect. Because think about how many diversity or social yeah. diversity of, or economic diversity of people that we go to school with. You know what I mean? So when you're younger and you see people getting the newer stuff and do, getting anything and everything they want, but you can't, you don't have that yeah. same luxury. Almost kind of like Willy Wonka in a chocolate factory. Yeah. Like, if you really see that, you start seeing, you know, you start to feel like what you're missing. Yeah. Like, out on. Like, as a child, you do feel the effects of it. Yeah, absolutely. So even no matter how much your parents try to hide it, you know you're poor. Yeah. And and it's not a good feeling to a kid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just not, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so, and that was, I think, the story for him. And he was just very quiet and kind of yeah. reclusive and kind of, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, they brought some... How you say a kid back into him because yeah. he was a little boy, but he acted very like adult to me. He did until close to the end, and he started acting more like his age. And I was like, okay, now yeah. he's blossomed. But he was like very like quiet. Yeah, he kept it. So you remember he wasn't even in the rest of the car. No, he got put by himself. Yeah, yeah. with the other kids because yeah. he didn't know how to even really like communicate or talk to them. Yeah, you could just tell there was a lot story going on that yeah. day we never ever talked about there was yeah. so much going back yeah. there and you remember the other the main boy got on the train because he did you remember he had like hope but then you remember he saw yeah that something about santa claus wasn't you remember he looked yeah. in the on, on his phone in the on in a book or what did he, he look at a book they yeah have they phones. didn't have yeah. cell phones or something like that duh yeah. but <laughs> he looked i was about thinking i was thinking about like the internet, but like I was yeah, like, no, that yeah. was not there. But yeah, he looked in a book, you remember? And yeah. I was like, oh man. And he started just seeing all the signs because he was so curious, especially because the fact that he was growing up. Yeah. He was so, so curious. And I think because other people, because his parents, he was yeah. starting to tell him that Senna wasn't real. Yeah. So he actually started to do the research and was like, oh no. Yeah. And, and so he needed that yeah, to be moment to be a kid. Yeah, you know, he needed like, that kid. Just be a kid. Yeah, he yeah. needed that kid moment again. So I think that was this is a great story. Yeah. If you want to kind of refresh like yeah. just your kids and your kind of what it's like to have like that imagination. Yeah, that imagination. Yeah. Definitely that imagination. Yeah. So I think it's a good, cool movie to watch. Yeah, me too. Are you a Tom Hanks fan? I am. I've always been. Yeah. From the mo like, I mean, honestly. I remember um, him from like Big, yeah, and Turner and Hooch. yeah, and Turner and Hooch and all those things and Splash, yeah. But I think when I really, I remember his face as a kid, yeah. But I didn't really get to know him until he was in um, <laughs> Forrest Gump. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's when I really yeah. recognized him. So then when I went back to those movies, because I saw those other movies first, yeah. But when I went back to them, I was like, now I know who Tom Hanks yeah. is, because but I actually did not fully know him until Forrest Gump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He he is uh to me the most important American actor since Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And I think that there's good reason for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is to me he is truly like what an iconic American actor is. Yeah. He has tremendous range. Mm -hmm. I think him and George Clooney both kind of fit into this. Mm -hmm. They have tremendous range, but they're always kind of a little bit of an iteration of themselves. Yeah. So you always just feel comfortable. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I love that about Tom Hanks. <laughs> but what I loved about this movie was that I got to see Tom Hanks do something that you don't normally get to see Tom Hanks do. He's starting to do it now that he's older. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a new generation that their only association with him is Castaway and him screaming Wilson. Yeah. And they don't even really know the movie. Yeah, yeah. I've actually talked to people 
mm-hmm. that reference that movie. Yeah. And then when I started talking to them about the movie, realized that they've only seen that clip on YouTube. Yeah, they don't but know they've never actually watched the, the whole movie. movie. And even like with Forrest Gump, I've talked to people that I realize like they're like, I've seen it one, I don't really know. Yeah, it. and I everybody know. used to, you remember everybody used to recite life is like a, a box, box of, of chocolates. chocolates. You, you never you know, know, you know what you're gonna, gonna get. get. <laughs> <laughs> but like they didn't know, yeah. they really didn't know this whole film. And it was funny because I think I brought it. Oh, this is so funny that I say this too. Yeah. Now this is an old memory, yeah. I, and I just now remember this for the first time. Like. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I just remember that. <laughs> you know that one day when I was like maybe in kindergarten or first, no, I probably, I think I went in kindergarten. I think I was in like first or second grade. And you kind of had to like get up. I remember it came to me. Like, I think it was like the teacher asking someone like your favorite movies or your film, or they were asking about some of what the favorite things you like to do. And I think I said, watch movies. And then I remember my, um, the teacher asked me like what movies, like name some. And yeah. I, and I, not one of my favorite ones I said, Forrest Gump. Yeah. And she said, your mom, your parents actually let you watch that. Yeah. And because I knew what Forrest Gump was, and a yeah. lot of the kids in my class did not know what Forrest Gump was, but I knew what Forrest yeah, Gump was. You don't until a lot later realize how adult that. Yeah, is it's very adult. Ways. But yeah. I like a lot of that other stuff. Like it went over my head. Yeah, it did for me too. And then I have a weird relationship with that movie. I don't really like that movie that much. Okay. I, I think it's a frustrating movie. I mean, it's depressing for me now, but I used to love it when I was yeah. little, evidently, because when my teacher asked me, well, yeah. one of my favorite movies, I said Forrest Gump, and she said, your parents actually let you watch yeah. that? I was like, yeah. when you watch the beginning, <laughs> you know, the part where he's sitting on the bench. Yeah. Or he's sitting on the swings, mm-hmm. and the guy comes back out, and he goes, Man, your mama really loves your education. Yeah. And he just starts, hey, hey, like, yeah. back to the teacher. Yeah, not only like that, but like, at the end, I mean, people were dying because of yeah. war. Yeah. You remember? It was yeah. Vietnam. And then. Yeah, because Lieutenant Diane. Dang. Yeah. yeah, it was the Vietnam War. And then the other crazy thing was remember at the end, uh, uh, Jenny. Jenny, who yeah. he was in love with his whole life, you find out at the end. Spoiler alert if no one's seen it, which I, I that is, I, I'm making a, I'm being facetious. Yeah. But it's, if you haven't seen Forrest Gump, I know, now. but some people probably have not never seen this movie. But spoiler alert at the end, if you remember, she ended up like dying and they took, yeah. it's like, it's, she brings, yeah. Robert Wright brings him back in. Yeah, and, and it's, he meets Haley Joel Osment, who's his son. Who's his son, but then you find out that she actually died from AIDS. Yeah. She died from having AIDS. So, yeah. like, it was the rise of that too. So yeah. that's that movie actually talked about a lot of the well, things it, that were happening in real life society. So like the the part that, of that movie that irritates me is the part where we're gonna touch every cultural milestone. Yeah, and, and that's what they do. But then there's actually a bigger irritation that I have with that movie, which may be like this is a totally different conversation. But I'll mm-hmm. just say this: <laughs> I think it's a cop out that you don't see Forrest and Jenny have sex. Oh, yeah. I I think that that's a cop out, and I, that irritates me when I watch the movie yeah. now because. The, we get to see Forrest in these human moments throughout the movie, but then yeah. his most vulnerable and human moment, yeah. we shy away from because, yeah. oh, sex is scary on, yeah. on film. Yeah, and so yeah. like, I was like, oh, that always irritated me because that was his most human moment. And that was yeah. the one moment they didn't want to show us. Yeah. And that was also the one moment where Jenny got to be human with him as well. Yeah, yeah. Because when you go back and rewatch the movie, she is a caricature. Yes, yeah, she and, is. And it, she, Robin Wright brings a lot of humanity to her character. Yes, yeah, she does. But the character, as written on the page, is a caricature of a woman going through every major cultural milestone. Yeah, like the hippy dippy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kinda. she she's 
trying to be a hippie yeah, at one point, and yeah. then at one point she's trying to, you know, join into political, other kind of culture. Yeah, political and a lot of political, yeah. like... She almost becomes Patty Hearst at one yeah, point. Yeah, like, like a, a lobbyist at one point, yeah, or like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, she kind of... It, it was very eye-rolling that they used her for that. Yeah, she was the yeah. one that you kind of went through with all the kind of political and cultural shifts. Yeah. And for Gump, because kind of ones that always adapted. Yeah. If you really think about their um, characters and the way things were, he always was able to adapt in every well, situation. He, he while was she able just kind of just be himself, and the culture came to him. Yeah, no, you're right. You're and right. It came to him because he was just himself. Yeah, he was never and living was by anything. Trying yeah, trying to, to be part of it. Yeah, part of it while he just lived. So you could definitely see that moment. But yeah, it was some really deep, sad, and. Yeah. Um, very adult things in there, and Monty's just like, I can't yeah. believe your parents. <laughs> they were like, you saw that movie. I was like, yeah. They were yeah. like, your parents let you watch that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you gotta understand. We're and I think most people didn't understand. I was like, we're a movie family. Yeah, yeah. So like, a lot of that stuff don't bother me. Like, yeah. I've been watching it for so long yeah. that sex did not bother me. Not yeah. only that, but when I was really young, my mom used to make us turn our eyes and if there yeah. was sex things anyway, depending yeah. on how young I was. Yeah. And also, none of that stuff, yeah, yeah, none of that stuff was a big deal. Yeah. I saw all kinds of movies growing up, and none of that stuff was a big deal. While everybody else was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And my teacher was like, looking at me like, "Yeah, <laughs> like what? Your household is weird. I would never let my kid watch that." <laughs> well, I think one of the funniest ones was uh, I had a similar one. Yeah, I had to take French when okay. I was a kid. Okay, and I went into school, and like I was probably like fourth grade. Mm-hmm. I went to school, and I said to my French teacher, "I just saw a movie in French." Mm-hmm. It was probably, I, in retrospect, the first French film, like movie made in France, yeah. that I sat through from beginning to end, mm-hmm. which was Amelie. Yeah. And I went and I told my teacher, I said, I saw a French movie. And she <laughs> said, what did you see? I said, Amelie. And she was like, did, did your mom know that you watched that? And oh. I said, Are my neighbor let me borrow it. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and then she was very cool about it, despite knowing my mom. And yeah. she was, because my mom worked at the school, and she said... Well, what did you think about it? I said, I thought it was so good. And it was like, she, the, the Amelie is so pretty. Yeah. And like, uh, the guy, like, he, he, like, the way he falls in love with her. And I was like trying to like explain to her yeah. this very complex movie. Yeah, for a kid. But what's interesting is that it's a great movie for you to see as a kid because Amelie's innocence is so yeah. relatable yeah, yeah. as a child. And so is Forrest Gump's. That that's the reason the why. Yeah. So is Forrest Gump's. That's what made that's me think about like, this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite moment though that we'll move off of Forrest Gump yeah. was uh, when they're in Vietnam and there are two moments in, very, in Vietnam. One was when Lieutenant Dan meets Bubba. Yeah, he meets he, Bubba. And he looks at him and he says, what's wrong with your lip? And he says, I don't know, sir. My, my family was just blessed with yeah, giant lips. Baby. He says, you better tuck that in, boy. It's going to get caught on some tripwire. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that, that was, I love that. But you remember and how then, every time he used to talk to people? Because he was a little... He was a little autistic too, he like was, uh, yeah. Forrest Gump. I mean, you remember yeah. he's like, we got crawfish, we got. Yeah, he, he, he used to he would name, talk yell, about all of his different shrimp. Yeah, his yeah, shrimp. Because he had a. Because you remember he said that when he got out the war, he was going to own a shrimping bo- yeah. a shrimp boat, and he was going to yeah. like catch shrimp and all that. And, and that's why we now have Bubba Gump shrimp. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, so it was a chain yes. of those. Because yeah. it was so awesome, and I was like, I remember that story, and yeah. there was a lot of. Uh, stuff too that I actually understood as a kid but there yeah. was a lot of stuff that I didn't but even the stuff I didn't understand I still adored that movie as yeah. a kid Yeah. and when I used to tell my teachers they were like 
well, this is crazy. Yeah, that's There's no adult. way you should know <laughs> yeah, that Scott. movie. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah. But you know what's so funny? I was like, in the same breath, I know Forrest Gump. I also know Alice in Wonderland. I also yeah. know Mermaid. All I also, the same stuff. Yeah, yeah Little Mermaid. I still knows. know yeah. it. Like, so it wasn't like that. I was only being yeah filled up with that stuff. But you know, my other little favorite moment in there is when he gets shot in Vietnam yeah. and he says, "Ah, something bit me." Our next movie is a movie that kids 100% could and should see. Yeah. Which is the new version of The Grinch that came out in 2018. Yeah, that one's good. Um, It's weirdly to me directed by Scott Mosier and uh, Yarrow Chaney. Now, Scott Mosier Mm -hmm. was Kevin Smith's producer. Oh. From Clerks up until I don't know what. Like, I don't know when he left working with uh, as a producer for Kevin Smith. Yeah. But he is also like a co-host of one of Kevin Smith's podcasts and mm-hmm. everything else. So it was kind of weird seeing him in there. Okay. Uh, Michael Asir and Tommy Swerdlow uh, wrote the the screenplay. Mm-hmm. So of course based on uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays the Grinch and is kind of my favorite part about this in many ways. It's also got Rashida Jones, Kenan, Tom- Kenan Thompson, the great Angela Lansbury, Pharrell Williams. Yeah. Um, you really, really liked this one. Yeah, I did. Um, what was it about this one that kind of excited you? It was, um, I, you know what it was too? For like first the animation because yeah. the way the colors popped in that and something about it was beautiful. Then I kind of liked that it was very like, it was kind of like hip, very hip. Yeah, it was because hip, like yeah, hip, 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 hip. Yeah, it was, a hip. <laughs> it was very hip. Like, it was, but yeah. it's still it, the thing I liked about it. It was hip, but it still stayed to a lot of the very beautiful, uh, like regular yeah. tropes of like the Grinch and Tyler, the creator, yeah. Of the music. Oh, see, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, there was like yeah. hip hop in it. There was like it was, so yeah. it was a it was a little hip Grinch, but I really love the colors they pop. Yeah. I think the first thing you know you love about stuff is what your eyes can see they're like candy mm-hmm. so for me things like that are, are like candy so i love the beautiful colors in it and yeah. that's what first drew me and i love the way they told the story honestly yeah. i love that he lived in this like little hollowed out mountain and then he would like come down yeah. and then he would like grocery shop but he would create a lot of mischief yeah mischief in it he would do a lot of mischievous things while he was shopping so he would make people like he was still from their basket (laughs) he was making them drop the last you know like jam or something that they needed for like their cobbler or something like that he made a remember he made her drop it and broke he said it he took it and he wouldn't give it to her he set it back down and then he bumped the shelf and it broke and it it was the last one and she was looking for it she was just like oh and I was like, he was just mean. He was. But they still captured the spirit of the story of the Grinch. Yeah. While still making it very modern and hip to me. Very yeah. hip. So. <laughs> I it was a hip, 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 hip Grinch, man. Yeah, it was. So because of that, like. you ever like, thought about the Grinch, man? He was green, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, no. <laughs> that is so funny. If you had, like. Like a little commentary of him, yeah, like talking about uh, a movie uh, of uh, Rory Cochran, yeah, Rory Cochran talking about him. <laughs> as, as, uh, yeah, his character from Days and Confused. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. But Slater, yes, Slater, check you later, check you later, check you later. But it's not quantity, man. It's, it's quality. quality. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. But, and then I loved, like, 
how vibrant they made the characters because I love yeah. um what's her name Lucy yeah it was yeah. like Lucy Cindy Lou Cindy Lou yeah I love her yeah Cindy Lou who I liked her a lot she was so vibrant her character yeah. her personality was so big yeah so I really love that version I'm talking about yeah. out of all the versions I've ever seen yeah. I like that one that's my favorite one yeah yeah that's funny yeah that's, that's my cool. favorite one yeah <laughs> that's cool and I'm seeing all the different versions even yeah. the Live the action live one, action yeah. One, yeah, but that one is the one we just saw. Okay, that was my favorite one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know that. Um, I know the movie. It did pretty well mm -hmm. when it came out. Mm -hmm. I was sort of. I I thought that it was a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and I loved the animation in it. I thought it was very very well done. Mm -hmm. But um, I you know like I kind of mentioned earlier, it's mm -hmm. like Boris Karloff is my Grinch. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, mm -hmm. the, it's that old. Grinch animated version that really is sort of the one that really still I mean there there is a um I think part of it is that there is a a cynicism to that old one that yeah. I really quite love there's a very uh to what we were saying there's a very kind of like adult you know yeah. sense to it like it's yeah. not um it's not really by pandering to kids no. it's sort of talking a little bit over kids heads yeah but I like that as a kid. Yeah. So, like, I, I really yeah, got into it. That's what I said, because I watched stuff like that growing up. My parents yeah. didn't. They didn't keep me from too many movies. Yeah, me neither. And that that was one that I just really, really... Like, that old one was one that I really enjoyed. The thing that I will say about this one mm -hmm. that I really liked mm -hmm. is that you could tell that they got Benedict Cumberbatch because they expected for him to come in with that voice of his. Yeah. You know, yeah. Come in and just be like, very distinctive. I'm the Grinch. Yeah. You know, that deep <laughs> kind of voice that he has. That, yeah. You know, they expect him to come in and do smoke, yeah. you know, from The Hobbit, like yeah. all over again. Yeah. And rather than doing that, mm -hmm. he decided to put on an American accent. Yeah, he did. And do this weird... <laughs> Like, it sounded like a character from Big Bang Theory. Oh, did it? And, like, it was this very weird kind of American accent yeah. that you were just like, oh, that was a weird choice. I love the fact that when I found out that he actually came in and said, I'll do it, but I'm doing a different voice. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, okay. Yeah. Like, what is that? And, and you can kind of imagine all these guys were probably sitting around just like, what are we supposed to do with this? Yeah. Like I don't think so. That's not how I feel. But... but like what? Like I'm just talking from the standpoint of like them when they were behind the scenes, kind of uh, putting it together. I wonder how much they were just kind of like, "What is he doing?" When this is not what we hired I don't him think for. So, but I think I that think it actually so. lent a tremendous amount, yeah, to this iteration of the Grinch because, mm -hmm. you know, the Jim Carrey version, it is Jim Carrey doing kind of a Kabuki theater version of Boris Karloff, mm -hmm. and the I think automatic response to the Grinch is like give him that deep British voice you know like it, it like in terms of you know or like a crazy man yeah. voice and instead Benedict Cumberbatch came in and gave him the voice of kind of like a William H. Macy mm -hmm. kind of like a guy who just sort of was kind of miserable and lonely mm -hmm. and he just gave him that voice and you were like okay yeah I like this yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also really like the the storyline in there with the uh the reindeer yeah that he ends up. Yeah, and I love. Uh, yeah, that was amazing, or and I moose. love. Was he a moose or a reindeer? He's a reindeer. Okay, yeah, okay. That was a reindeer. I was. I was. He, remember, it remember it was like a said. mountain or a little valley of reindeers, yeah, but like they all ran right. when he yeah. came. But they were reindeers. That's right. And it was funny too because, um, I like the Cindy Lou storyline too. Yeah. Where she has to give that 
letter to Santa, remember? Yep. She, that was the whole point of her. Like, and she was so, she was like, there was something about her, like, a little bit mischievous too, but in yep. a totally more, it's in the opposite of what Grinch was doing. But I loved her kind of wild, big, yeah, and bigger than life kind of personality yeah. she had. And I love, she was just like, I got to get this letter. Yep. And she would come up with all these plans and strategies with her best friend yep. to try to like see Santa Claus so she could make sure that he got that letter. Yeah. Because you remember her dad was never home. Yep. So I think it, they put some really beautiful it moments did. into it. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. And, and they, they definitely did update it for a younger audience and for a newer audience yeah. in, in a way that I didn't think at any point, sometimes when I see that, I kind of feel like, why not just write a new story? Why base this on the original? You know, sometimes when I see other yeah, movies yeah. that will kind of take an older story and kind of update it. It's kind of like marriage, right? You still yeah. want to mix a little bit of old with the new. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's great. I, I think if you make a complete, totally new story, yeah. we just don't get it. And, and like, you get what I'm saying? Well, like, sometimes I'm just like, why? I just don't get it. Well, you might like, as well, you know, because the next thing we'd be complaining about yeah. is like, that might as well have been Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. It was a ripoff of Grinch. That's all we would have been saying. Yeah. So then, well, this one, do? I don't think had this problem i've seen other movies yeah. that i'm kind of like why did you even make this its own yeah why did you even like readapt this yeah, yeah. in this way yeah, like yeah. why not just make it its own thing yeah i haven't seen the new wonka but i felt that way watching that trailer oh. but like oh. <laughs> you know i was like why not just make it about tesla or and something no, got two movies but, coming wait no are they both out no timmy tim yeah well, Dune got pushed back. Okay, because I was yeah. like, that didn't come out, but I thought that it was supposed, was supposed to. supposed to be a Christmas release. Yeah, it but it got, it got pushed back. Okay. Yeah. And then, is Willy Wonka? I know, but is it out? I don't even know I think Wonka out. is out. Okay. If it's not out already, it's about to be. Okay. Because I think it's supposed to be competing against the color purple. Oh, and when does that come out? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, Actually, it's out. technically out tonight. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, because both of those are, are okay. uh, I think, Christmas releases. Okay. My Christmas release, of course, this year is Ferrari. So that is one. Yeah, that's one of yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our next movie mm-hmm. is a movie that I did not expect to like. Oh, man, I loved it. And it was my favorite one out of the whole bunch. Of, out of all the ones we just named, it was my favorite one. Yeah, well, so. The, oh, not that one. Never mind. I'm thinking the one. I think one you're thinking yeah, the last I'm one we're going to talk one. about. Never mind. Yeah. So our next one, but this I one's still, still amazing. really love. Yeah, it's still I amazing. didn't expect to. So yeah. for for a setup and context, mm-hmm. um, we were looking for Christmas movies. You had recommended that maybe we check out Scrooge. Yep. I had recommended that maybe we check out Noel. Yep. We were like, this will be cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we tried Noel. We thought it was going to be a double feature for that night. We thought that it was going to be a double feature. We tried Noel. <laughs> It didn't work out. Yeah. We had to turn it off. Sorry, you guys. It, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was not something that we really were Enjoyed. able to get into. Yeah. Uh, the sad thing is, is I don't remember what we put on in its place. I think we watched MasterChef Junior or something. Yeah, we watched um, that for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, we really did. It's like, what is this? But um, <laughs> the other thing, that, so then when we tried to watch Scrooge, uh-huh. we also realized with that, we were like, this is not very good. Yeah. Now, I had misunderstood when you brought up watching <laughs> yeah, Scrooge, Scrooge on Netflix. Yeah. I thought that you were talking about the Jim Carrey mm-hmm. motion capture version. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that there was a new one that was done for Netflix. Yeah. That's what we tried to watch. It, we gave up. And I totally um, forgot about the Jim Carrey one. Even though when I really, when, I, when you talk about the poster, I remember it. Yeah. But I forgot about it. And all I saw was that really colorful one. Yeah. Screw, the, like Scrooge. So 
I thought we were gonna watch that one. Yeah. And then you were, and then we watched that one. We we well we got like maybe fifteen minutes into it. And we were like, minutes, yeah. And we were like, what is this? Yeah. We did not like that version. No. Of a Christmas Carol. It was. It was. It was really bad. Rough. Pretty colors. Very bad. It kind of reminded me of like How to Train Your Dragon if it wasn't finished. Yeah. Like if the animation wasn't. Yeah, finished. it was that kind of animation. It was a little rough. But yeah. see, How to Train Your Dragon. That worked for that one. Well, that's what I was it saying. It didn't like, work for Scrooge. It, it, with Scrooge, it almost looked like it was made by the company that made How You Train Your Dragon, but they ran out of time and money <laughs> and just kind of had to release what they had. It was serviceable, but it wasn't very good. No, it wasn't good. And it was unfortunate because it had a really good cast. Yeah, yeah. And it, I just, and I didn't like this. Yeah. The guy, too. Y'all, if y'all kind of watch this movie, I can't lie to you. You know what's really going to turn oh, you off? No. It's the dialogue. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's the way... Whoever wrote it, I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, Mm-mm. it was a little rough. The dialogue was not. It was not good. It was no, not there at all. It wasn't. It was very like I don't know. It was rough. Yeah, like so I didn't. We didn't like it. No. And so we changed it, and then we changed it to a Christmas Carol from two thousand and nine. Yeah. So that that's what we decided to put on the set was the version that was written and directed by yeah. uh, Robert Zemeckis, Zemeckis. who also did yep. uh, Polar Express. Yep. Of course, based on A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Uh, and it had Jim Carrey, Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, Bob Hoskins, uh, Robin Wright, uh, Carrie Elways. Like, it, it had an insane... You had an amazing insane, cast. Insane, amazing cast. And that movie turned out to be so amazing. It was... I'm glad we changed it and picked that one. Yeah. Because I think if I would have stayed watching the one we chose originally, I think that would have soured me on A Christmas Carol. Like Forever? Yeah, like the story. Yeah. It like... yeah. So I'm glad we changed it. So that was one of the things that I thought was really, really interesting was because, so I've read the, the old book. Yeah. I've read the, the Dickens book and I've, I showed you some of the animated movie mm-hmm. from, uh, uh, 1969 and mm-hmm. 1970 that I grew up with that I had on VHS. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew the story, but as we were watching it, I realized, have you ever read the, the book? That it was based on, or did you just know it just from? No, I read the book before okay. when I was okay. little, though. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't read it as an adult yeah. or anything, but yes, I read it as a kid. So, like, I, then you have like the kids' perception yeah, yeah. on what yes a Christmas Carol is yes. versus like going back yeah, and watching not it as the, an adult, yeah, no, and realizing that it's an entire story about deeper. Grit. I know, but I mean, even and as a kid, I knew what that story was yeah, about. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Even as a kid, I knew what it was about. I, I guess for me, like as a kid, you know, it's like I always knew Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, you know, and so I knew like, oh, Scrooge, he's this like guy who hates christmas yeah and, then, and of course you saw the live play ones too when you were growing up yeah like all like of the, the live action ones and then of course there was also because we were tbs kids yeah yeah there was scrooge yeah with bill murray yeah there was you know, yes. That, that is yes i remember that one that's so funny <laughs> which is a fun little movie yeah <laughs> um, but like uh one of the things i loved about this version was that it, it was it was a it was a very close Especially when we were watching that mm-hmm. uh, the old animated one that I grew up with, when I was showing you those clips, yeah, I realized it was a very close kind of comparison. It to was. That. It like, was very like, similar. Robert Zemeckis definitely yeah. watched that and said, "Like, can we just steal some of these visuals? Yeah. Because this is really good." He did a good job he, I mean, at replicating that. He, he did a really, really good, good job. <laughs> and like, I thought Jim Carrey was unbelievable. oh, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal as ever needs. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. He was phenomenal. I was like, 
What? And you're not a Jim Carrey fan. And I'm not a Jim I'm Carrey fan. I'm a big fan. Jim Carrey fan, I'm but you're not, not his, a Jim no, Carrey No, I'm not a big... But you see, but see, that's why, I, I don't know. I can say I'm not a Jim... I, there came a... There became a point yeah. where I was no longer a Jim Carrey fan. Because so you I fell I, off. Yeah, I fell off. Okay. Because I actually started off one as a kid. When yeah. I was younger, when I was like 10, 11, 12, yeah. 13, 14, I was actually was. Yeah. Because I loved Ace Ventura. I love um the mask. I love uh I mean myself and Irene. Yeah, I me mean, myself yeah. and Irene. I loved um Liar Liar. Uh yeah, all of those. Yeah. Um I was gonna name some other ones too that's like Big, but I'm. I love the majestic. Majestic. That was one was phenomenal. a more serious yeah, one, that, though. That, that was, was one of his serious ones. I even liked the numbers for a while because it was a serious. The number twenty. Yeah, yeah. twenty three. It was like twenty three. Yeah, oh yeah. You're I think right. it's number it twenty three yeah, yeah. or something yeah, like that. No, but you're right, yeah. And I was like, I even like that because it was like a more of a serious. Like yeah. sometimes when, um, actors are really animated for me. Sometimes yeah. I I love them tempering it down yeah. and see them do a really serious role. Yeah. And so I like some of his serious roles because I love seeing him temper yeah. his very over animated personality well, I, down. I think that like the one that did that the best. I love Eternal Sunshine from Spotless Mind. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fantastic that one was movie. like that's man that one's twisted. It, it was very sad. It's it, twisted. It was extremely <laughs> sad, but it, it's. It's a brilliant screenplay. Yeah. And it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautifully made and acted yeah. film. And Which cable and, the cable guy was too. It, well, so that was uh, one of the ones. But I liked it when I was growing up. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You remember when like one day we were talking about it and you were like, we, you don't we, like we rewatched it. Together. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I don't I can't stand this movie anymore. Yeah. And he was like, I love it still. But and I was like, but the funny thing is I used to actually like it because I yeah. did. You I used to actually and, like that movie. You go back and watch it, and you're like, this movie is so disturbing. Yeah, it's this very is disturbing. Such a dark movie. <laughs> when, when he does the Night Express moment and he just throws himself so, over. Oh, Billy! Oh, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh my goodness, man. But like, the, the movie to me that captured him the best that allowed him to do everything that he's good at mm-hmm. was The Truman Show. Yeah, The Truman Show was good. I like that one too, bro. That's, That's the one like, that to yeah. me, he was allowed to do Everything that Jim Carrey is good at, he got to do. Yeah. He was able to be funny. Mm-hmm. He was able to be sad. Yeah. He was able to really, really break your heart and really, really make you question this guy as a human being. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. Like yeah. that range. I even liked him um before I ever started seeing him in movies like that. He was actually in, in Living Color. In Living Color. You remember yeah. he was Fire and Marshall? Oh. Yeah, I don't know what just happened. But I know. There's either fireworks or I think or it's fireworks. <laughs> From where we live, it's definitely fireworks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's fireworks. But um, I loved him as, uh, what's his name? It was Fire Marshal? Yeah, Fire Marshal. Uh, it wasn't uh, Fire Marshal John. But I a guess, Grant? Fire yeah, Marshal? Fire, Fire Marshal Grant or something like that. Yeah. yeah, like I liked him as Fire Marshal. Like yeah. he was... He was like really weird. <laughs> so I liked him in Living Color. Oh, yeah. And that's actually where I actually really started loving Jim Carrey. It yeah. was actually in Living Color first. Yeah. And then I started seeing him in movies and I was like, oh, fine. They let him yeah. like it's do the, some things. Especially like now. when you saw him in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, and, and I love Dumb and Dumber. I still yeah, like that movie, I, actually. I still do too. You know, but like as a kid, the thing that I loved about that movie was Jim Carrey. Yeah. As an adult, the thing that I love about it's that Jeff movie Daniels. is my dude, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, Jeff Daniels, Daniels. I know. My, yeah. My favorite working actor. Yeah. 
I love Jeff Daniels, and like I love seeing him in that. Yeah, movie. I love Jeff Daniels too. He's awesome. You're right, but like, and he's one of the ones too that you know how some actors when they stand the test of time, he's just yeah. one of those one that stands yeah. the test of time. It, it's still, it don't matter what you give him, he 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 hits a home run. Yeah, it don't matter what you give him. Yeah, I mean it's and uh, how many people can do that for like all these years? Oh yeah, I mean it's phenomenal. And like one of the most amazing things to me in the world is to uh, watch him just do his work in Steve Jobs. Yeah, and like yeah, there's that scene. You yeah. know what scene I'm talking yes. about? In the second standing, act. Yes, when they're standing in the what, back in the back of the stage. And, yeah, and they're backstage. Yeah, and he just like takes. Sorkin's script <laughs> and puts it down on a plate yeah. and just slowly cuts it apart yeah. and eats it line yes. by line in front of you and yeah. the entire time you're watching you're just like watching as a starving child yes. this man consume yeah. this immaculate meat in front of you and then set it the fork and knife down yeah. and just go live with it because it's and so you're like, Whoa. and that part is so um <laughs> How you say it's so hitting. It is. It, it's quippy. It's witty, but it's like, yeah, it's the, very intelligent. Like the way he just, uh, the it, I'm it, talking about Aaron Sorkin. The way he, um, the way his not, pace. It's his pace. It's it, his cadence, and, and the way he the does. The fact that Danny Boyle sat down, and decided to cut it like an action scene. Got you. You know, it's like it's both of those. It's, yeah, it's that pace in the script. Yeah. is what Jeff Daniels gave that. Yeah. How he brought that pace to life. life. Yeah, and then how Danny Boyle sat down and said, "What if we cut this like an action movie?" You're right. Movie? And you suddenly you're just so like, the two of them oh. together was like a masterpiece. Oh yeah, because I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. I only like Jaws because of that. Yeah, because of the relationship that he had with Jeff Daniels and yeah. how they would go back and forth. And yeah. I, lo- of course, I love him and um, Kate Winslet. Yeah, too. So yeah. like, I I love those character dynamics. Yeah, what I loved about the homie was the character dynamics. Oh, absolutely. Because you saw how he was with people. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that was the most important part Absolutely. about how he was with people. And that's what made even the way that Jim Carrey played in A Christmas Carol yep. so brilliant was the fact that yes. he's surrounded by brilliant actors yes. who are actors that are known mm-hmm. for the kind of performance that he's giving in this movie. Yes. Even though it is motion capture. Yeah. This is a situation where the motion capture finally caught up. Mm-hmm. I think that the motion capture did not in any way make anybody look creepy Mm -hmm. in any kind of way that wasn't intentional Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when you see jim carrey performing with gary oldman and Mm -hmm. colin firth Mm -hmm. and carrie elways and yeah you know robin wright you're Mm -hmm. sitting there watching it you're going like these are people that normally would not be in a jim carrey movie and jim carrey would normally not not be in in a gary oldman movie like that's that's way on opposite ends of the spectrum absolutely like but yeah they all fit in right together yes like if you were to now, I do believe that if you were to put Jim Carrey in, like, say, the Mark Strong role in Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, I think he, he he would chew it up and he spit would it out, and knock it, would be it out the part. But that's but, why I told you I love his series roles. He would knock yeah, it out the part. But it's like I also think that if he's sitting on the poster next to those guys, yeah, you're kind of like really, yeah, Carrey, yeah. But, but I don't you, even say that because see, I like him as a serious actor. That's why when he get his serious though, I actually I, like him as I, that. So I that's why I'm like, I can't I, even lie. I think he, I, I, I don't doubt him in the movie. I, I do too because I'm just a Jim Carrey fan yeah. all the way around. Yeah. I mean, the day that the 
Andy Kaufman documentary came yeah. out. I like, rushed home for us to watch really, it. Yep, it like, yep, we, we, sure we were like that night. We were like, yep, we gotta see this. Yeah, I was blown away. By it. Yep, like, me too. And I, I'm, good. I think one of like nine people in the universe that loved Man on the Moon. Yep. So you know, like, <laughs> and I, I'm even more obsessed with that behind the scenes. Stuff yeah. Oh, we watched a he, lot of it. Remember? Well, I mean, it's so bizarre to watch how he. <laughs> became Kaufman yep. to the point where his kids said we'd talk to our dad. Yeah. And you were just like, wow. Oh, that's crazy. That's really, but that's really what wild. I, but then, you remember? You remember that Jim Carrey special when he talked about his life? You remember we were Oh, we, you're talking about Comedians in Cars? Yeah. It wasn't Comedians in Cars. Yeah. Yeah. You remember you talked about his both. art? Yeah, we watched both. His yeah. art. Like, yeah. he's talented. He is, yeah. Uh, he's talented. He is, yeah. He's a, a a strange dude. Yeah, and, and very a, talented a, a though. Very brilliant. Yeah, gifted very artist. gifted. <laughs> like in all aspects. Yeah, all aspects. I, he's one of those guys that I look at and I'm like, if he ever wrote a script, mm-hmm. it would be a brilliant script. Yeah. And if he ever directed a movie, mm-hmm. it would be kind of like everybody stand back. Jim Carrey's about to direct Not a that, movie, but it would like, probably be the most weirdest and out there movie. But yeah, I guarantee you, it, it would, would be a masterpiece. Bring you to tears. Yeah, I think it would be a masterpiece. Yeah, yes. like, you'd probably be like, you know, like that, like ugly laugh cry. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, like Joe. You would do that through like the whole yeah. damn movie. <laughs> no. Oh no! Oh man! Oh no, you're so right. <laughs> but like he was he was just absolutely amazing though in a Christmas carol. And the I think the other person that I found myself like he was the main reason I would rewatch it. Who I mean, you already know he's one of my favorite actors anyways, Gary Oldman. Yeah. And like he's I just brilliant. he is brilliant and like man, he was it was one of those things where when he first showed up I was like He's playing Cratchit? Yeah. Like, just didn't but, really... Yeah, it didn't probably compute, but then when no, you saw him, then, it worked. Oh, man, it, it worked. That's why I said all of it worked. It didn't the, seem like it would work, but everything worked. The moment when he has the vision oh, of, uh, yeah. of Christmas is to come. Yeah. And he comes back in, and Tiny Tim yeah, has, has passed, passed so, in this yeah. version of the future. Yep. The performance that he gives, despite yeah. the motion capture, yeah. was like... Uh, can we pause it for like 20 minutes and take a daylight break yeah, or something? No. This was a lot. And it was so crazy because then his kids go, they're like, Dad, don't cry. Yeah. You remember his other daughter? She was like, Dad, don't cry. And he it's was, okay. And he was like, just get, just leave me a moment. Yeah, a moment. And he had to run upstairs. And, and then he, he sat in her, his room. Yeah. And like, just cry right there yeah. in the chair in his room. And I was like, oh. Yeah. It was just so hard. It was honestly hard to even watch. Yeah. Like, it, was it was heartbreaking. It was really hard to so much as even look at the screen. Yeah. And I'm telling moments. you, that tone. Yeah. If you really like most people, like, I don't know how, I can't remember how that movie did. Let me see. I'm going to look. It actually. In box office. I think it actually did. Oh my gosh, it did. Yeah, it did amazing. Did it? Oh, good. Uh, compared to the budget, maybe. Uh, no, it no. Didn't really. yeah, yeah, not that one I seen the budget. I was like, well, compared to the two hundred million dollar budget that made uh, three hundred twenty. So it went a little million. over. It was just a little. Yeah, so over. it didn't even probably break even when it came yeah. to. Well, I mean, it definitely the, didn't because yeah. of the advertising. It yeah. definitely didn't. So, so that's really sad. It is, but I will say. I think that if you, like, if most people watch it, I think they would be turned off by the tone of the film. Yeah. It's very, like, dark. Yeah. It's very dark and brutal. It, it, it but is. But I yeah. loved it. Me too. Because it felt so, like, it felt like a storyteller's 
story. Yeah, it did. That's why I liked it. It, it wasn't like the other screws where it was just made for the oohs and the ahs of the colors and yeah. the music and, and you singing. That was made for a storyteller's story. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because like, you know, we were talking, of course, about another Zemeckis mm-hmm. movie in the midst of all this Forrest yeah, Gump. Yeah. And then we were talking about Polar Express yes. and everything. I, I can tend to get very cynical about yeah. because of when we grew up got you that you know Zemeckis and Ron Howard yes were kind of like and anything that Jerry Bruckheimer yeah, touched yep yep were yep. the big things yep and I tend to I have tended throughout my life to be very cynical about them okay I will say that in the past few months yeah you want to revisit every Ron Howard movie that we watched <laughs> Every single Ron Howard movie that we watched, I almost started crying at the yeah, end. Yeah, no! Every Ron Zemeckis movie that we've watched, I almost start crying at the end. I'm like, I'm like, there's no cynicism left for these movies. Because you know what? When I go and I see, like, what's you know, been made Disney's The Marvels. Yeah, what's been made today. I am asleep. Their movies are amazing in. compared to that. That's yes. why I said, they, that's what I said, they're storytellers' stories. Like, yeah. truly, yeah truly truly and, truly and then, you know if i'm being honest i mean it's like even looking at somebody like ron howard it, you know him and robert zemeckis i mean and i was watching christmas carol last night and i was like this is a craftsman's uh, film it, it is. It, it's a movie made it's by a craftsman nothing but like you know? art all over it, his absolutely. art all over it absolutely his and gift it, all over it that's why i was like oh and sometimes man. you forget what it looks like when a professional filmmaker yes, actually shows does up so, and yeah. tells you a story yep and I'm just, I was sitting there watching yeah. it just like in awe. And yes. then it really made me start thinking because not too long ago, I was um, re-watching some of a Pitch Upon Recetical's films. Not, okay. You know, kind of just had them on yeah. sort of, like, gotcha. you know, kind of looking at them. Um, and then that made me really want to because his cinematographer shot 13 Lives. Okay. And we had oh. just finished watching A Beautiful Mind yep. and Cinderella Man. Yeah, and A Fine Sour and, 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 and all and, of Yeah, and so then all of a sudden I was like, hmm. I want to kind of watch 13 Lives again. So I put it back on. You did. And I'm sitting there watching it. And I was like, if I can go back and redo my list for last year, everything is one back. And 13 Lives is number one. Got you. Because I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm just like, this movie was better than Nope. Yeah. This movie was better. Which was, I mean, that was the movie I was obsessed with last year. Yeah, yeah, you were. But I'm sitting there watching. The one I was obsessed with was Pinocchio. Yeah. I can't even lie. I was obsessed with Pinocchio. And it's like, my my two last year were Nope and Is That Black Enough For You? Those were my two last year. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm just, I I look at it and I'm like, I think Nope would actually be number three. Like, with time, I think Nope would be number three. Is That Black Enough For You would be number two. Because that movie just means the world to me that Elvis Mitchell finally got to tell. I, I've known through, like, peripherally, yeah. like, hearing stuff about him yeah. that he's been trying to either publish a book yeah. about this subject yeah. or make a film about this subject. Or really, he was trying to make a series yeah. about the subject, and nobody wanted to give him any money to make yeah. that movie. And finally, somebody showed up and said, like, it, it'll, it might get nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. because of everything that's going on right now. Let's yeah. give you a little bit of money or whatever. Gotcha. You know, like, go do your thing. Yeah. That movie You're deserves... our kind of like diversity. <laughs> if, Higher. If, if, I'm saying if I'm, it were according I'm, to the I'm job. I'm not going to lie. You listen to a couple of interviews with him and I think that if you had a one-on-one conversation with him, he might actually tell you to a degree, that's how I got this made. Yeah. 
and but it, when, it sucks. And, and, I, and I'm saying that's what people thought. <laughs> yeah. But when you actually watch what he it's, did, it's phenomenal. <laughs> and it deserves to be about two hours long. Yeah, you're and, right. Like, it truly, was phenomenal. Truly. It was so it, like it was so breathtaking to it me. It really was. So I enjoyed that thoroughly. But the thing that I realized going back to it was like going back to those movies was that 13 Lives was kind of the best, in really my good. opinion, that was the best movie that was, was made last really year. It was really good. And nobody saw it. Yep, nobody saw it, but it was nobody really good. Nobody saw that movie. <laughs> but I'm sitting there watching, I had the same feel I had watching A Christmas Carol. I was yeah. like, this is a movie made by a craftsman. Yep, yep. Somebody who is a professional filmmaker. And who still loves and cares about his art and Absolutely. cares about the art of yep. movies and film. Absolutely. That's why I was like, man, sometimes... We pump out a lot of stuff for the money. Yeah. But this was somebody who still loved he, the craft. He of may it. have a populist view yeah, in he terms does. of his making yeah, of things. Yeah, he does. But like shave off. Oh, the... I'm saying he does. Like I know him. <laughs> I don't know him, but No, but I mean it's true. Yeah, so yeah. You, you look at his movies and you can say he has a populist view yeah, yeah. on on cinema. Yeah. But you shave off all the cynicism yeah. and you watch those movies and you're and like, and it's still, it's still you know a crap man. I, I can't do what he did. Yeah, it's still a crap like, like because, And the only reason I can't do what he did is because what he does yeah. takes years yeah. to learn. What he and does, he, he is, does it naturally. So no matter how yep. much of a populist view he has, yep. he still know how to make good movies he, naturally. Yeah, and so he, it's at this point now where he gets a piece of material and he goes, "I want to spend two years on this." Yeah, and he shows up and it is just like just like Guillermo, yeah, Guillermo de Toro, oh, the yeah. way he does his film, you, he spends years and years and years on his stuff. Yep. No wonder it's it's the quality that it is. That's, Have you heard what his new one is? No, I haven't. Heard. He's doing Frankenstein. Oh no, with Andrew Garfield, oh. Oscar Isaac. It has an insane Ooh. cast. Insane. And I've That's seen, gonna be awesome. I've seen some pictures of him scouting locations. They're yeah. shooting it all in Scandinavia. Oh. It just it looks like this is gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> but to your exact point, yeah. he first brought up yeah. doing Frankenstein when he was doing press for Mimic. What? Oh my god. That was his second yeah, movie. That was like 30 with years Mia ago. Servino. <laughs> that was like it was in 30 years ago but almost it was yeah it was, like, it was in the 90s yeah so, so it was like, it was, I was, like I was little when yeah. it came out it's and I'm like, like in my 30s years. now yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that's years. I was like whoa but like that's when he first mentioned yeah. doing Mimic yeah. and now it's like it's gonna happen yeah. I mean when he first mentioned doing Frankenstein now it's like gonna that's happen that's awesome so to your exact point about him yeah. taking years yeah. to do something it's yeah. like yeah absolutely but I mean really Art, like very um, art driven people like that don't mind it. No, no. I really don't think they mind. We're no. such in a rush today yeah. to put stuff out. I think we lose the quality of it. Yeah, that's the sad part. Like, and I actually don't mind them taking a long time because when they present it, I'm like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I can like visually agree. and storyline. Yeah. Like, you know how in the other screws we like that dialogue. Whoever wrote the script, yeah. like they, it's yeah. like they wrote it in a week. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, Man, I'm sad. you're giving them a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it a week because of like how long it takes you. You know what I mean? When you got other things to do, you got other errands, you got life, you got other things to do. So I well, give them a week. Darren Aronofsky's mother was written in two days. I, <laughs> sorry, I'm just saying some of that stuff that get pumped out fast like yeah. that. It that has no quality in the in the writing. Yeah, I mean, just because it is screwed don't mean you don't need to take time with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, the dialogue was bad. It was. It was terrible. It was. I'm sorry. I don't mean to... We don't like to harp on 
Yeah. Movie, even when we don't like it, we don't like to harp on them too bad, but I'm sorry, if they're sometimes it's just if they're if bad, 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 they're bad. Yeah. And that Scrooge was bad, you yeah. guys. So I would definitely recommend seeing <laughs> the Jim Carrey 2009 yeah. A Christmas Carol because that Which one is on was, Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. It's yeah. an amazing, 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 amazing was... movie and film. Like the way Robert Zemeckis just did that, it it was it blew my mind. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah, it, it... was gorgeous. The Visually, as well as the dialogue, the, the and dialogue. Yeah, because I always it think it maintains the yeah, dialogue. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And and I, because I like to write and do a lot of stuff myself. Like I tend to pay attention to that more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. And the other, I just I paid from the moment I started talking. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like the dialogue was just, bad. it was it was brutal. It was eh. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I could not get down with it. Yeah. That turned me off. Terribly, it, it was it was kind of brutal. Yeah, it was kind of so, especially for the cast that it had. Yeah, for the like, cast that it had. I mean, Luke Evans was Scrooge, yeah. and you're just and there, there was a lot of other people that I remember that when I was looking for the cast list, I was like, wow, this has a yeah weirdly like stacked cast. So I mean, I was really expecting dialogue, a different movie than what we started. Yeah, watching. I don't like the dialogue, man. Yeah. I just don't like it. I don't like the. I, I was like, mm-mm. yeah, because a lot of the dialogue to me fell flat. It did. I mean, you're supposed to be sad about. Tim, you remember? Yeah. Because he was sick. Yeah. And his dad worked in Scrooge's like yeah. bank. Yeah. And when he came in there, you remember he left work that day. Scrooge yeah. took his money, and we went outside to his kids. You're supposed to like, you're supposed to feel something for these characters, man. Yeah. I felt nothing. Yeah. I felt nothing. It, it was very. Um, and that's sad. I felt nothing. It worked very hard at making sure that you were comfy. Yeah. And the brilliance of a Christmas Carol is that you don't get to be comfy until the end. Yeah. That's the brilliance. Because you know what? It's, the, it's because you're living yeah. out that whole journey with Scrooge. With Scrooge, yeah, with like Ebenezer. you were yeah. like getting tortured right along with him. Yep. And you and you know what I was saying in real life? I was like, man, see, that's why you need to change your ways. Yep. You, yep. I was saying that in yep. real life. I was like, see, change your ways. <laughs> yeah. I was literally saying that because yeah. it was like so real. I was yeah. like, change your ways. This is yeah. why you don't. Because Do this. Yeah, yeah, that's why you don't be that person. No. I was like, no. change your ways real quick because you will yeah. find yourself alone and dying alone which we all die alone in that sense yeah but but i still rather die with family that love me knowing someone loved me he he was gonna die with no one yeah like and and i think if people love him it's just he he pushed them all away yeah he did and i think one of the saddest things to me when i was watching is that you see that element of thinking about all the people that stood up for him Mm -hmm. while everybody you know there's the moment where somebody says you know they're playing, you know, that game of charades. Shira- and, mm-hmm. you know, she's like... It like, was uh, Scrooge's nephew. Scrooge's nephew, and they're playing the game of charades. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going around, they're like, is it an animal? Is it a this? Is it a that? And, and, like, said, and he said, is it an ass? ass? And he, and he said, said, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. And they said, that's your Uncle Scrooge. And he was and like, he, yes! And you're just like... Yes! Yep. Ah. And like, but you know, everybody's laughing, and then he says... You know, we've had a lot of fun at his expense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, but he is a good man. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, we drink to his health. Yeah. And everybody's staring at his nephew like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. But then like, they still, they still toasted to it, though. And, and they was, because you know what? If I, if I, this is one of the things I thought was magnificent about that part, because when you really think about certain people, you say that, but sometimes it comes from a very sour place, because, yeah you soured on them yeah or should i say they've soured on you yeah so and so now you're just you have more of a yeah on each other. so you have a you have kind of more of a negative outlook but you yeah. always cared about them you get what i'm saying because those 
feelings can't exist at the t- same time. Absolutely. It's not it's not like we were like the Peter Pan uh yeah. Tinkerbell in, in yeah. that version of Peter Pan. You remember because in that version of Peter Pan, Tinker was like she could only have one motion at a time. And I'm like, yeah. but that's not real people. Because that's she's not a fairy and her head's too yeah, small. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so small. Yeah, they have more than one emotion. <laughs> which is so weird that they describe that that way. But yeah. like anyway, but it's that so weird. Sounds like most women to me. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. Okay, but <laughs> but um so I find that part I found that scene really interesting because you feel that way a yeah. lot about family, but yeah. you still love them at the end Absolutely, of the day. Yeah. And I really think like it was more like I just wish he'd come yeah. and spend time with him. We invite him yeah. every and think about it. I'm only taking offense because I invite you every year and you never come. Yeah. I don't take offense because you're mean. I take no. offense because you say no every moment. I just wanna yeah. spend some time with like one of the last living relatives I have. Yeah. And that's what his like nephew was saying to him. He was like, you're like my only family left. Yeah. Like, I want you to be part of my life and I want to be part of yours. Yeah. And that's what it was. So even though he did do that joke at his expense, yeah. at the end of the day, he was just like, no, but really. Yeah. Like, that's my uncle. I love yeah. him and we drink to his health. Truly. Yeah. We wish him well. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it is that he still wanted the best for him. Sometimes we can make these like really kind of sad, kind of sarcastic, morbid jokes about each other. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you still love the people. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all might not be always getting along at that moment. Things may be, you might be letting other things come between you, but you always love those people at the end of the day. Absolutely. And I think, like, that's what I loved about that part is it showed that through and through. Yeah. And what was so great about it is that once he changed his mind at the end and he showed up at his nephew's house, everybody was like, yeah, and they were so happy to see him. And they just doted over him at the end. Yep. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I did, too. It had had just such a fantastic and beautiful ending yeah like absolutely wonderful yes so we're about to do our last movie very last it's our it, it's christmas eve and mm-hmm. it's time to wrap up so yeah it is get some relaxing yeah so we can just chill before <laughs> the big day tomorrow yes but so our final film uh-huh also happens to be my favorite thing that i've seen this year yeah and that is 2019's klaus yes directed by sergio pablos it was and this is actually his debut which yeah. is horrifying to me that, <laughs> that someone can make something like this and it's their debut it is on this yeah, level on this level and, and it's your yeah. solo directorial debut yeah that is wow <laughs> this was amazing it was written by uh sergio pablos jim mahoney and zach lewis from a story by sergio pablos it has a true all-star cast yes jason schwartzman jk simmons rashida jones will sasso Sergio Pablos actually plays a couple of the characters. Yeah. Norm MacDonald, Joan Cusack, and mm-hmm. Sam McMurray. Yep. This was... I don't even know where to begin with this one. <laughs> this is my absolute favorite thing that I have seen this year, bar none. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is is something that I think is quite fascinating. Because, you know, in terms of the story, it is about... A kid whose dad mm-hmm. is the head of the, the U.S. post office. Or he's one of the, the many heads of the U.S. post office. Yeah, he's like the chief. He, yeah. <laughs> and you think about like yeah. militant or he's, military style kind of. He's kind of like the chief executive officer. Yeah, chief you know? exec. Yeah, he yeah, is. So he's, he's like the, kind of the CEO. Yeah. Um, and like, but you know, he's, you know, at that time, of course, it yeah, wasn't really no, quite, quite a CEO. CEO. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, his whole thing is that he has a son who is. You know, just living the charmed life. Yeah, does not care about trying just to put off a of his date. dad's 
yes, accomplishments. So he always said he was going to try and get into the family business. <laughs> but Robert, you're a medical doctor. Believe me, I've told, I told him. him. <laughs> 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 That and that, that was a Christmas movie too. We didn't even mention that, no, but we, we had, had actually watched. We actually it. watched that. For we Christmas. watched Step, Step Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic Christmas movie. Yes, if you, know you what want I got something, for Christmas, I know. a crushed soul. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, what's his name, Richard, Richard Jenkins. Jenkins. So if you ever want to see a really hilarious kind of just like off the cuff, like yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah, comedy. Yeah. I was I would also suggest Step Brothers because Absolutely. that one's a Christmas comedy and it's fun. It's hilarious. It is. And it, it's you know, it's specifically Christmas because of the one sequence. Yeah, yeah. But the movie as a whole has such a deep, deep family. Yeah, feel. Kind of feel so just like, you want to enjoy it still during Christmas. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's a great movie if like if you have a family that really loves like a good raunchy comedy. Yeah. And you can kind of gather everybody around the TV. Yeah. That's a great And no movie. one's too put off, even though they don't have a lot of bad stuff in there. No, it's... it's but sometimes you just don't know how sensitive people are to these yeah, things, so... Yeah, like, it, but it, it's definitely... Uh, if you love a good raunchy comedy, yeah. it doesn't really... It doesn't tap into anything that's, It doesn't like, cross the line too much. No, it, you know, all of it is, um, you know, not to be crass. I know yeah. this is, like, the holiday episode, <laughs> yeah. but it's a lot of dick and fart jokes. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's mostly all it yeah, is, Yeah, it you is, know? it is. And it's, and it's just hilarious. Yeah, and it's, yeah. like, for all of the uh, the... the crass humor in the movie <laughs> it is a weirdly wholesome film it still is kind of so, i don't know if i it, say wholesome but well, it's the the message behind it, it that's what actually, i mean I, yeah. I guess it depends on like when it comes to family how much they let you allow you to watch yeah that's, that it reminds me of the forest going when my teacher's like they let you watch that well, you know it what, depends on people and their family and how they see stuff well, you know what that movie puts me in the mind of is christmas vacation yeah because because oh yeah because that's kind of when you look back at christmas vacation it's like of, it's very it, it's very brash. It, it is very brash. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's also so soft by today's standards oh, yeah. because of the Judd Apatow and Adam McCain yeah. movies. They yeah. took movies like Christmas Vacation one up them. Yeah, you're right. And so like, it's almost like Step Brothers is the movie that exists for now. Yeah, yeah. Because like Christmas Vacation is still hilarious. Yeah. But some of the humor I could really see going over oh, some people's heads. Yeah, it does. You know, it's it like, still it, does. It, and and people are like, what does that mean? Especially yeah, with kids. Yeah. It's going to go over their heads, so that's a good thing, though. Like, because if that means that they can sit down and watch it and not really know what it means. Yeah. But just be careful if they ask. Because <laughs> 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 I'm like, Dad, Mom, yeah. what does that mean? Like, yeah. I would not even know how to explain that. That's why I say it depends on yeah. what family likes to watch I, together. I mean, it is funny, though, because I look back at that movie, and like when we were watching this year, I was like, yeah, we did an episode on John Hughes, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I'm sitting there watching. I was like, John Hughes has written a lot of you know classic movies. Mm -hmm. A lot of them have kind of dated a little bit, just mm -hmm. by nature of the fact that they were written for teenagers at, at that the moment. time. Yeah, at that time, and yeah. But I watched Christmas Vacation. I'm like, aside from there not being cell phones in here, mm -hmm. this is a timeless movie. Well, it is because it's and just about people and family. And when you think was, about it, a lot of the families yep. are still the same and, like that. And then the layers of some of the jokes, like yeah. you know. Grace, what? Say Grace. Yeah. Grace died thirty years, years ago. ago. <laughs> oh, no, say the grace. I uh, pledge allegiance to the flag. flag. Yeah. And the fact that you would have Eddie of yeah. all people stand up. Yeah. And put his hand over his heart. <laughs> and, and the fact that like the second they're done, you just hear Clark. 
Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the looks Chevy Chase. His looks be priceless. No wonder he became what he because yeah. his looks are so and priceless. I mean, you look at who his more or less successor was, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Another and guy you're right, with you're really right. beautiful looks. And yeah. when you say looks like it's written all over their face, you can tell yeah. everything they're thinking, and it's supposed to be like that. When you just see Chevy Chase face, I'm like, you wear everything on like on your you wear your heart on your sleeve, man. Yeah. Everything is how you you express everything yep. your feelings through everything because remember even when he got annoyed in the beginning on the road <laughs> and he started racing the car because it was just ego he was just like no yeah. no no so it became ego they spun out of control and then when they got to when they finally did get to the tree farm that they were yeah. going to get the tree from they didn't even have a saw to cut down any of the trees dad did you bring a saw <laughs> yeah. like, sorry, I just like his I eyes are nobody wide. can see me. Yeah, I just man. make my eyes go wide. <laughs> I did a physical gag on yeah. radio. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But no, because his his expressions are so they oh, just yeah. so they're so timeless. Yeah, they're timeless. Yeah. They're so classic. So yeah. it's just like he wears every emotion on his like you could tell yeah. what he's thinking and feeling. Which that was the great part because and during those movies and in those kind of films, you're supposed to. Absolutely. That's the whole point. You're yeah. supposed to know exactly what people are thinking and feeling. Absolutely. So, like, I love it. I love that. Every time you put it Me on, too. I actually, and I have to say, it probably isn't one of my favorite ones. Yeah. But every time you put it on, I enjoy it. Yeah. I always enjoy it. It, it also has the best um, uh, combination of the kids. Yeah. Because yeah, it was yeah. Juliet Lewis, and then uh, what's his it name was ended up on uh, Big Bang Yeah, Harry. Big Bang Theory. Uh, 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 What's his name? I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden, which is really, really sad because I shouldn't know his name. Leonard. Leonard, yeah. His name was Leonard on uh uh on the Big, Big Bang, Bang thing. Theory. Yes. John Glecky. Yeah, John Glecky. Yeah. It was Leonard. <laughs> he was like a kid. Y'all should see him. He's like 12 in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's a <Rusty>. little. <laughs> He's like 12 in that. Wow. Um, but and this yeah. is before his uh his Roseanne days. Because he was in Roseanne, too. Yeah, he was in Roseanne was. as the boyfriend. Another good show to put on for the holidays. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah. It has that I tone, mean, I, too. I know that there is, you know, Oh, yeah, things about... I, well, I mean, I know yeah. Roseanne Barr in the new series and everything, but, you know, it's like that... There is still something special about that old series yeah, when I go watch it. Like, it is. You know, I mean, it's nostalgia for me, just like yeah. a lot of the other stuff is. Like, if you ever found, like, Step by Step with, oh, yeah. which, unfortunately, Suzanne Summers, rest in peace, because yep. she passed away recently. Yeah. Yep. And that was one of hers was Step by Step. Yeah, I so, Step yeah, by Step. it was all those. I remember, because I grew up on all those great 90s sitcoms. Yeah, absolutely. They were great. Yeah, I don't were. care. And they've never been matched. No, I, I don't care so what nobody say. Yeah. The 90s were the greatest yeah. era of sitcoms, and they've never been matched. So you're telling me that you don't think that House of Pain has a place it's never been matched. Don't get me started. It's you, never been matched. You just gave me almost like a Clark Griswold look. I know. <laughs> Without meaning to, but. I know, but it's funny. It's, but to me, the yeah. sitcoms just never been matched. It's unmatched. I'm sorry. They're unmatched. I, I don't care. They had the greatest number of running like sitcoms, like the classic. Absolutely. That's why they're all are all syndicated right now and you can yeah. just go on and find them because they they're so like they they to me they were the ones that gave you the kind of best um 
look in, not outlook, but the best look in into like yeah. family dynamics, yeah. what was going on politically, what was going on socially, what was going on economically, yep. and families, white and black families, yeah. and different kind of diverse families during the 90s. Absolutely. So I think they have the best sitcoms ever. Whatever came before and whatever came after, I'm sorry, it's unmatched. Yeah. To me, it's unmatched. And maybe I'm just saying that because I was an, I, I grew up in the 90s. I, well, I mean, and I watched I, all those sitcoms. But to me, they're, from all the ones I've seen back then and all the ones I've seen before, because I watched all of them, and all the ones I've seen more recently, the 90s ones are still unmatched. I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's like when you look at sitcoms. Well, first of all, there are so few sitcoms made today. Yeah. And the it doesn't. It doesn't have the same effect either. Because you remember, they used to talk about deep things in the nineties. Yeah, and then you now know, people are just like we scared to talk about it. Yeah, all. and I think part of it too was because you only had a very small delivery system. Mm-hmm. You know, all of it was network TV. Yeah, so TV. You, you had only a few sitcoms. Yeah, and they all hit network TV. They all had, all had to do certain numbers. Yeah, and they had to be made to cater to the entire family, the yeah. kids and the adults. Yeah. But the people who made them, going back to what we were talking about, were craftsmen. Yeah. The yeah. best ones yeah. were made by craftsmen. No, they now, were. you can say that your humor does not align with King of Queens. Yep. Or with Everybody Loves Rainbow. Yep. Two of my favorites. Yep. But I think Nine Seasons speaks to the fact that that, Evidently. that wasn't yeah, everybody. Yeah, that wasn't everybody. That the vast majority of you really loved that, it. really loved that. And they still look back and, on it today and you still mention yep. it. You still uh, remember some of the things that happened. You still, uh, like, almost kind of how we do with our favorite films, how we, like, recite them. You still do all those to your favorite ones. So I'm just like, they're unforgettable. Yep, because, you know, it's like, I look back at A lot of these, now, the few sitcoms that they do have, they're so easily forgotten for me. they are. You know, I think the last one that kind of had a little bit of an impact, even though I, I didn't watch it at all, was Mike and Molly. But it seemed oh, like that one had a little bit of an impact. And I've never seen that one. But I remember hearing about it, but I never saw it. Yeah. And it seemed like that one did. There's a lot now that are made that don't have a studio audience, which yeah. is, you know, some yeah, kind yeah. of thing where, you know, you have stuff like... Um, My favorite one was Boy Meets World. Yeah. It's a Boy Meets World. And, and it's like, I really loved... Boy uh, Meets World. I mean, as you know, Seinfeld. Yeah. So you, oh, yeah. Not, we, we we put that on sometimes. Yeah. We don't... We can't think of anything wrong. It's like Seinfeld. Seinfeld. And yeah. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Or if we're really feeling saucy. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby Enthusiasm. Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 really feeling saucy. Oh, I've never heard you say a single thing like that ever. Just know, you guys. This is my first time ever hearing him ever say saucy. Just know this. I've never heard him say that. <laughs> but to finish up, we're talking about Klaus. Klaus. Okay, yeah. So, we got totally off yes, the subject. Yes, we did. But it's okay. okay. <laughs> uh, we're finishing out with Klaus, um, a movie that was actually originally released on my mom's birthday. Oh, that's awesome! In 2019, it was okay. released on November 8th okay. of 2019. Awesome! It's available. On I don't know how we didn't know about it before. Like, recently. you know, it's one of those movies that I saw up there, uh-huh. and I never clicked on Me it either. because, specifically, because looking at the art, the poster oh. art that's on the thumbnail, yeah, yeah. It looked like what Scrooge ended up being. Yep. To okay. me. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So I was just like, I'm not watching that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's bad thumbnail art, frankly. Yeah. Like you know, frankly, like the well, what we saw in there now yeah, yeah. is actually okay. Yeah, yeah. But at the time that it first came out, yeah, it had I remember a the picture. thumbnail art on there being really bad. Yeah. yeah really yeah. generic looking. Really yeah. bad. Really. And I was just like, I'm not gonna watch this. Yeah. So I scrolled past it all the mm-hmm. time, but like. This year, we were looking for Christmas movies that we hadn't seen. Yeah. 
And so this was one. I know that you love animated movies too. And so yeah. I was like, let's try this one out. Yeah. What ended up unfolding in front of us. And my selling point is for myself, my selling point to this movie was that Norm MacDonald was in. Yeah. And of course, a huge Norm MacDonald fan. Yeah. I still am just very, very sad that he's no longer yeah. with us and we'll never have a new special. Yeah. But like, uh, that was my selling point for this. Yeah. So well, Norm MacDonald was in. So maybe, yes. maybe it'll be cool. Yeah. And the movie that unfolded before us. Yes, was amazing. Was one of the most gut-wrenching things yes, that I have seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Pro- I mean, honestly, since Pinocchio, mm-hmm. because they're very mm-hmm. much on the same level mm-hmm. to me, that these are movies that really talk about how something forms mm-hmm. and about life and the aspect of life specifically that is loss. Yeah. You know, you can see how a great mind can form and Pinocchio that can wind up creating something that wows the world. Yeah. You know, this guy loses his son mm-hmm. and he builds a wooden boy yep. and it wows the world. Yeah. And then in this film, there is a post, a, a kid who's working for the post office yeah. who wants nothing more than to get out. Yeah. Cause who, he just want to live a lavishly lazy yeah. life. Yep. Hey, that's the three L's. Lavishly, <laughs> lavishly lazy, lazy life. life. <laughs> and he ends up in, a town that is the creepiest, most disturbing town. Yeah. I'm specifically thinking about the little girl who is, I know. <laughs> you know, like yeah. always sticking the carrot, yeah. you know, into the snow yeah. and just kind of like tilting her head. Because she had a morbid snowman. Yeah, she had a she very... She was trying morbid. to create a storm, snowman, but and, I don't know what that really and was. And by the end, day. she's doing the same thing, but now she's smiling and we're yeah. supposed to feel slightly better about yeah, this. Yeah, slightly. But, but like, that tells you how, like, <laughs> your, like, environment or whatever your yeah. parents are teaching you to, how much that yeah. plays into your, your life and yep. your imagination and what you see and feel and think and become. Because the yep. reason I say that is because you remember... It was so sad. The adults for generations, remember? They were the they family. The yeah, they was yeah. the ones using the capitalists. Like their family yeah. was beefing. Yeah. They were beefing. And then at a certain <laughs> <laughs> It got serious. Yeah. But, well, in this case, because it's Christmas, I know. And we're talking about roast beasts. Okay. They were beasting. They were beasting. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, but no, they was they were beefing yeah, to they, for, were. they really were. They were beefing. And what happened was <laughs> Stop laughing. They were beefing. They were. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm thinking about now is in my head uh, is that uh uh I think it's the what's it call it? The notorious BIG song. Being oh, small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, when you see me in the streets, no, no, when you see me in the streets. You know, you know, yeah. you remember? Like, yeah. oh, so now that's what I hear when I think of this. That's a great Christmas song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But what happened is, it's so crazy because the family for generations have been yep. actually, like, at each other's throat. They yep. had been, they had all been enemies. Yeah. To and, the point where that was the only way for the town to be financially lucrative. Yeah, and that's sides. the only way they actually like thought life was worth it. Yeah. Was was their yeah yeah endless beef. yeah their their endless beef with each other is endless beef. But <laughs> um, but what happened was um, uh, the young man, the post office. He he his dad sent him to a location where he wanted the post office to be built up because they had none. Yeah. And he wanted to he wanted to make something of it. Yeah. He wanted his son to turn it into a lucrative business. Yeah, which is part of how the U.S. Post Office I mean, was really yeah, founded. Yeah, really founded. And was so you had to go? You're essentially a, a 
Avon lady. Yeah. You had to go and the salesman. convince people yeah, to, there's a they reason needed, to use the Yeah, they service. needed it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you really think about it, they did. Yeah. And so... Um, or maybe they didn't. I know this for a fact. We've used the post office this year and had things stolen oh, in transit. So, like, I, I know, know that's for, heading. Okay. I know for a fact that oh, we needed the post office. I mean, kidding. we do need the post office. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but we really do need yeah. the post office. But, um, so he, the son goes and creates, um, this postal service in this really reclusive, um, town. Yeah. And the families all fight when there's a bell in the middle of kind of like their courtyard. And it's literally a, like a, uh, uh, a boxing bell. Yeah. It's like a boxing a bell. Like, bell. yeah, a bo- yeah, for a ding ding, like when yeah. it's time for you to fight. So he rings it by mistake because one of the men, one Norm of the, McDonald's. yeah, Norm McDonald character brought, brought him in and he's more like, you know, what you think a taxi or a carriage rider or something yep. would be. He brought him in. He was the ferryman. Yeah, he was the ferryman. He brought him in and then he told him this like lying story about what that bell signified. Yep. And so he rung it and then every family came out to the street and started like fighting each other. And at the end, it's so cool because in the middle, as they're growing, the children are growing in imagination. You know what's so crazy as their imagination is growing, they then start to want to learn. You remember? Because yep. you remember the the lady Rashida Jones's character yep. was the teacher of the town. Yep. But technically, she, for that whole time she came into the town, she wasn't even a teacher. Nope. She started cutting fish. Yep. She was a fisherman. Yep. She was a slaughterman. She was yeah, she, a she was a fish butcher. butcher. Yeah. She was. So what happens is that she ended up butchering all this fish to make the money to actually leave out. She was actually trying to escape it. And finally, the postman came to that uh, town, built up the post, and started getting the kids interested in presents and gifts and sending letters to Santa Claus. And sending the letters to Santa Claus is actually what made the kids want to learn. Yep. And because they wanted to learn how to write the letters properly. Yep. And what made them want to learn how to write the letters properly was him. And then that sent them to wanting to actually learn without the parents even telling them to go to school. Because the the entire thing was that you had... Klaus. Yeah. And Klaus was this woodsman. Yeah, he lived out farther into the woods. Yeah. But he made toys. He made little toys. Trinkets and little toys. Yeah, just just for... He was just... But he was, like, very artistic. He was. And, like, there's a reason for the toys. And this is one of the rare movies where I don't think we should spoil... Oh, okay. Like, why the toys are being made, specifically. I I won't. I won't say that. Because I was about to. So I was like, oh, I think that's actually a good one. Because that reveal... Of why he was making the yeah. toys is such a tearjerker moment. Yeah. That it's just like, man, go into this one fresh. Yeah. Like, experience that moment. Okay. So then I don't want to say is... much more because I would rather people to want to see it. Well, you... But I just want to tell you the parts that are interesting. It yeah. started like making the kids go to school. Yep. The teacher became a butcher. Yeah. Because none of the sk- none of the kids in that town went to school because the parents did not make them because the parents were like, wow, why? So basically. The postman made this new generation of children that wanted to learn yeah. and have education because their parents did not have it, nor did they care for their kids to go to school. Yeah. And so the kids wanted, was so curious and wanted to write the letters so correctly, they actually asked to go to school. Yeah. So he started, so the postman started sending all the children over to Rashida Jones's character. Yep. And then that's when she started becoming a teacher again. Yep. And that and, was a really amazing story. And their whole entire thing was that there's this woodsman, Klaus, who's giving out toys yep. and taking 
give him a letter. Yep. He'll bring them a toy. He'll bring them a toy. And, and then they started being, he started creating these other lures like, you can't be naughty because yeah, then you just get a, a comfortable Because there, there was a kid when, yeah, he was a when, bully. The, when the postman first yeah. came into town, there was this bully who even bullied the postman yep. who was a, a grown man. And this kid was, and yeah. this kid is like eight. Yeah. And he turns around and he tells him, you know why you're not, you, you know why you got a lump of coal? Because the postman is sneaking into everybody's house. Yep. And he's the one who's actually putting the toys yep. in and there. Yeah, and Klaus is just in the sleigh. Yeah, he's just watching and make sure he really delivers the yeah, toys. Yeah, the toys. And at one point, the guy goes in and as a vendetta against the little bully, yeah. he throws a lump of coal. You remember, he get up in that morning, he has coal, and then he comes to the postman and he goes, why did I only get a lump of coal? I wrote a letter to send on what I want and I didn't get what I wanted. And he said, because if you're naughty, he said, yeah. naughty boys, that's all what they get. And you remember the other kids heard it yeah. and they started being good on, they started purposely doing things to be good, like helping out their neighbors, yep. carrying out the garbage, walking old people across the street. They started doing good deeds yeah. because of what he told that one little kid. Yep. So it was so funny how that lore began. Yeah. It was so funny. And of course, it has one of the cutest characters that I've oh, ever yeah. seen on film. What period. was she though? Russian? I don't. I. She was I feel to be like she was a uh, some kind of Scandinavian. She was Scandinavian yeah, because it reminded me of uh, what you call it. I'm not trying to be funny. That but, is such a close-minded view. But I don't really know much about a lot of those countries. Um, what was it? Chicago. Dr. Chivalgo. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like in that area that yeah. they lived in. Which is a Russian story. And it yeah. almost reminded me of that. That's why yeah. I say that. But I'm really illiterate on that, so forgive me, it, guys. I'm very uh, illiterate. <laughs> very much a Scandinavian, borderline an Eskimo. Yeah. You know, it's like, the, I think that there's a little bit of kind of mixed match with some of the cultural touchstones yeah. in the film. Because yeah. it's specifically supposed to be like... It happens in this region of the world. And it happens in the far We're north, though, because you could tell it was in the far north. Yep, because it's close to North Pole. Yep, North Pole. So that, yep. that's the entire idea, is yep. that it's so far north. Yep. All in, in this little island yeah. that is kind of like almost off the map. Yeah. Because even when they're looking at it on the map, it's like the sun was like, what? almost. Yeah, you know? he's like, like what? You sent me, like, you're banishing me. Yep. <laughs> And then like, he, he gets there and it turns out like that yeah. he was what that town needed. needed. Like and they, and he needed them. Yep. Because he needed people that was worse off than he was. Yeah. That's honestly what it was. Yeah. And when it gets to the end and you have this little moment mm -hmm. about, you know, once a year I get to see my friend. Yeah. It's just like, wow. Yeah. It's so deep. Wow. It's deep, you guys. Wow. And it's beautiful at the same time. <laughs> it so is. that one's definitely a family one. Yeah, it is. And I think it's a wonderful Christmas story. It is. That um, has now become like a yeah, mainstay. Yeah, like, it's my I favorite. I will watch that yeah, every, every Christmas. Year. Yeah, because, now because it's beautiful. Man, that is yeah. amazing. I really sincerely hope that somebody grabs that and puts it out on on blu-ray because mm -hmm. of course since it is on netflix yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist physically yeah, yeah. anywhere and i hope that that one yeah finds a way to get a physical physically release. preserved yeah. because it, it deserves it it's like, beautiful because yeah, we love it we just got pinocchio this year oh yeah yeah like on criterion oh that's and so awesome i really really sincerely hope yeah yeah that this one gets preserved because awesome. it deserves it yes but those are our Christmas films. Yes. We went on a lot of detours. Yeah, we did. But that's what Christmas is all about. It's all about. It's a whole <laughs> bunch of detours that leads you right back to where yep. you started. Absolutely. <laughs> so we hope everybody has a happy holiday. Mm -hmm. We hope everybody checks out some of these movies. Yes, and please have a safe and healthy and happy holiday. Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas. Yep. 
all of those good things. Yep. And we just wish everybody well. Absolutely. So I'm Scott. And I'm Brittany. And this has been the Film Cafeteria. Thank you all for joining us this For 2023. Year. Yep. And there are, there's more to come in 2024. More to come. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. We're coming back with Ferrari. Yes. I don't actually know if that's true. I know. I, I don't it, know. So but no. well, it has to be. You said on the last one, so now it has to be. Now we have to do it. Now we got to do it. All right. You made us commit to it before we were able to commit to it. All right. <laughs> well, we do have some no, stuff totally. No, we really do. Awesome. Yes. And, um, yeah. Like, hopefully we'll get to talk about some of the 2023 movies. Yeah, and break some out. things down. It's interesting because yeah. we'll have some future debates on a couple of things. Oh, yeah. And I know, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some good ones. we got yeah. some good ideas. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Well, we hope everybody has a great uh, uh, Monday and coming week and New Year's and all that good stuff. Yes. And thank you all for listening. Dream. Dream.